0: What up what up what up man the real coach JB here for another edition of the Coach JB show. We got an electric one today. Joe Madden from Joe Madden Sports. follow her on Twitter if you don't know who she is go check her out. she'll be joining us in the second hour. my great great man Korean Co Steve Kim will be joining me as well in the second hour as well as Matt McChesney. We're gonna break down this portal. we're gonna get it's getting out of hand. What are we going to do? We're going to figure it out. Uh, Baker balls out last night. Got to give him his props. Uh, Not hard to say at all. People ask me, damn, coach, how hard was that to tweet last night? Not hard at all. Fucking results-oriented life we live. You ball, you get kudos. You don't, you get shit on. Uh, Here's what it is. He did his thing in two days. We're going to break that down. Is it one of the greatest performances ever? That's what I'll argue with you. Uh, People are going to trip on that, but just wait till I break it down. Jeff Brom goes back to his alma mater right after we were just breaking that down and talking about him staying at Purdue. Andrew Luck opens up. Plus, Dion's hires. Von Miller being out for the season. So much more to discuss today. Uh, Commitments and decommitments, which don't even exist uh, in our world, but we're going to break down commitments and decommitments today. And uh, can't wait to get after it, man. It's going to be a great one. I appreciate you guys joining me this morning. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Uh, Like I said, we got a great show lined up. See you in a minute. Peace. yesterday I can't wait to explain to you why um y- you're gonna figure it out and then you're gonna know what my take on this Brittany Griner situation is really like uh, uh can't wait to break that down uh to you i um, gonna be an interesting discussion um but appreciate everybody hitting me up like button subscribe become a member head on over to coachjbshow.com and coachabstore.com if you want to grab you some merch uh i got it all short fat skinny and tall this show is brought to you by betonline.ag head on over to betonline.ag use the promo code believe b-l-e-a-v uh get you 50 percent off on all welcome bonus uh can't wait to get after it man we got a lot to discuss um Brittany Griner's back. I, I just, I, I don't even know where to begin. I'm gonna break this thing down uh, in totality here soon, but um, trying to get this link forwarded. Um, um, let me see here. Yeah, I missed yesterday. Everybody was asking me why. Well, the reason why why can't I copy this thing? The reason why is I went to jail. I went to jail to visit a couple of my partners, man. Um, gotta be honest. Uh, went to jail to see a couple of my homies I grew up with, man. They're in jail and they've been in jail for a long time. Um, weren't allowed to bring our phones in or it would have been a great little recording, uh, session because, uh, Brittany Greiner got released. Uh, and that is one of the main reasons uh, I already had this set up. But as I'm going to, I'm traveling early in the morning to go do it, uh, I get an ESPN notification that, you know, Brittany was is on a plane back to America. And uh, I'm sitting there like, damn, really? How fucking ironic is this? Uh, in exchange for the merchant of death—that's what we call him, the merchant of death. Um, not to mention our 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 Marine Corps war veteran from Iraq, Paul Whelan, has not has been wrongfully convicted of espionage, and he's been serving a 16-year sentence there, and he's already been there four years. No one's talking. we haven't really broke that down. We're breaking down Brittany Griner. All right. And I, I gotta be honest. Like, this is, you know, I say shit no one else says, dog. And and you know, three of my partners that I went to go see yesterday, all all brothers, all black men. Uh, they've been in uh jail for about six years. All right. So I'm a, I'm gonna give you to kind of why I'm pissed off this morning on this whole thing is two reasons. Number one, uh, I was going to give some money put on their little books and and just holler at them. I haven't seen them in a while. Quite a drive to go see him. That's why I couldn't do the show. And then this thing hits that she's getting out. And I'm sitting there like, damn, really? Um, she got out. And guess why My partners are in jail. They are basically in jail for the same fucking reason she's in jail. Or that she got convicted. Weed. One of them was selling weed. One of them was transporting Weed. Uh, across state lines so we know we, we all know growing up that's just that's a hustle in the hood you don't you you know you're gonna get cracked it's risk versus reward right so he got cracked but the third one is in jail for having too much weed in his possession so selling weed having weed and transporting weed basically in a nutshell what Brittany griner did in russia of all fucking places in Russia and uh, America cries to, to uh, let her out. She's wrong. She's been wrongfully detained. She's been wrongfully convicted. Mind you, like, I'm not really into all the politics about it. Uh, I don't want to. I don't really talk about all the other shit. You know, she didn't take a knee. She took a knee for the national anthem, and she didn't stand up, and all this other shit. I don't really know nothing about it. I don't really care. I, I, you already know how I feel about the dumb shit. Uh, I wouldn't let my players take a knee. That's just that's just coaching it and not allowing it. But Brittany Griner um, basically did what my homeboys did. And who are still in jail for and still have another two, one has four and one has five years left. One of them's already served two years. One of them's already served four years. And the other one served headed into his third Christmas in jail. Now, they're in America, but we're in California as well where legalized weed has happened. So I don't I'm confused as to why they're still in jail. But that's not why I'm confused. I'm confused that we have. Hundreds of thousands of black men and women in jail right now for weed, and we have a half of the black Americans in our country are raving about Britney Griner being out of jail. Here's what my boys Hall had to say. I said, "You happy that Britney got out?" And the, and 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 one of his partners' wives was like, "Look, you're not supporting this black sister." And she goes, Not this one. It's a black woman talking about Britney Griner, saying, I don't support this black sister whatsoever. Because I know thousands of black sisters and brothers in jail right now in America for the same fucking thing she did. Why ain't nobody talking about that shit, Stephen A. Smith? Fucking all you fucks on ESPN. Why are we bringing up the fact that all the black Americans in our country are in jail still for the same fucking thing she did? But you want this woman who really don't give a fuck about this country anyway, who was as stupid as a fucking rock to go over there with whatever she did and try... A country ran by Putin. I mean, they don't get more ignorant. And we're crying over this fucking broad? Miss me with this shit right here. And then we trade. I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie The Zohan, but is that not more true today than what Adam Sandler did when he said, that's all we got is a trade? You should have at least got like a second round draft pick and a first round pick and a third. All we got was him. He's not even a good terrorist. (laughs) Are you joking me, dog? Is this the Zohan? We are really trading for motherfuckers and we didn't even get our own person that dealt and protected this country back for a broad who could give a fuck less about this country? you got to be shitting me dog you got to be shitting me man like the audacity from folks in the media man and i even have friends dog that i've seen their post and uh i've seen their post hold on man my dog is eating my laptop no Damn it. um Ash is a fuckstick by the way. He is a complete doll. He's a gem. He is stogie a 1000% and uh but he he's not as aggressive as stogie. He doesn't have that nasty intent, but he is still got asshole in him. A lot of slap dick in him. And uh he eats everything right now. He's at that stage in his life He's in. It. He's uh. He eats everything. Laptops, fucking phones. You know. You name it. Um. I don't know, man. I haven't even got started in the show yet. But uh. You know. Uh, I just wanted to break that down with you. Um. And this is coming from three of my lifelong partners who are black, who I went to go visit, and they're just like, man, unbelievable, dog. Why am I in this motherfucker? Why am I sitting in here? Why she's out? Well, let's break it down, dog. I, I really don't want to. You know me. I'm the, I'm the real realest one there is on this fucking internet. And why hasn't anyone just said why she's being released? I mean, let's just keep it real. I think the Korean co will, will will keep it real. He's gonna join me in a second hour. Joe Madden's gonna gonna join me in this uh, in about an hour. Uh, Steve and Matt Mcchesney will be joining me in about forty minutes. Uh, let's just keep it one hundred, though. Why is she released? Because she's a black gay woman. Am I I wrong? I mean, mean, can we just keep it real? Why can't Stephen A say, let's keep it real? (laughs) Why can't he say that? I'm very confused. Like, is that not the real? Is that not the truth? I'm confused. Like, let's just keep it real. Is that not the truth? Because if it was anyone else, even our fucking war veteran who's sitting over there, he would have been out, right? (laughs) Like, I'm very confused, dog. I'm very, very confused as to why we think this is uh, like some breaking news. No, that's really what it is. And you know, people will try to cancel you for saying it, which is the craziest shit about it like you you can't say the truth no more. And you know, unfortunately, that's just the world we live in. dog. I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, a lot going on today. I'm getting ready to I'm getting ready to head to Dallas this uh you know on Monday. Uh, I'll be there all week in Dallas, Frisco area for the army all american game um So come see your boy. Uh, Sean Salisbury and I are running the offense. Um, We've been installing offense every day and putting it in a little bit, little by little. We're going to keep it vanilla, but it's still complex to the defense. There's no motion, no blitzing. There's going to be some basic 40 over and under fronts, and then we're going to basically be in 10 personnel, two by two, three by one, uh, maybe a little tight end, but there's not much uh, to do. So we're going to keep it vanilla. And uh, yet look sexy at the same time, uh, doing a few things that probably no one else does that I do. So we're going to include that. Uh, But we're going to get into more Britney Griner stuff later on, man. Uh, It's at the Star in Dallas, by the way. It's at the Big Dog. Um, We are in a fucking crazy situ- time dog i'm just gonna be honest but let's get it to you man this show is brought to you by canadipscbd.com head on over to canadipscbd use the promo code coach all caps um lot going on dog i got so much going on it's, it's unbelievable let's get you the quote of the day man we haven't even started the show uh take what you have and use it to create what you want Dog, take what the fuck you have. We already know we're in this fucked up situation in this fucked up world. Take what you have, and use it to create what you want. I've been using that quote for a long, long time. So uh, use it. Um, poll question: What are your thoughts on Baker's performance last night? Um, drop it. Drop him in the. Drop him in the chat uh, below. Uh, Let's get to uh, Contrary to Belief, brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, and get you 50% off. Contrary to Belief, of course I talk like an idiot. How else would you fucking understand me? I mean, how many dumb people are walking around in front of you every single day? How many motherfuckers are this dumb walking around you every day? Have you not seen a bunch of dumb fucks walking around lately? Of course I talk like an idiot. How else would the fuck you understand me? (laughs) Two things I ask when I meet you and already know what you're about. Hey, dog, I'm just going to be honest. If you know anything about character and judge a motherfucker and you can recruit or you can holler at females or know how to talk to women or men or whatever it is, whatever your hustle is, you know by engaging with humans. And I'm just going to be honest. Two things I ask when I meet a motherfucker and I've already found out you're a piece of shit or shady or gold digger or about something that ain't about me. I ask two things. Where have you been all my motherfucking life, which I know the answer to? And can you please go the fuck back there? Contrary to your belief. I've literally said that before to people uh to women in particular that I found okay I see what you're about real quick. Uh you know where you've been all my life? Uh where you're supposed to be away the fuck from me and you need to go the fuck back there. So those are two questions you need to throw into your arsenal by the way, men and women to ask to men. Uh contrary to your belief. Uh so just throwing that out there. Uh And thirdly, man, sometimes I look at people, I'm just going to be honest, and I think, really, this is the fucking sperm that fucking won? I posted that on Twitter the other day. I had to post that shit. Uh, And Women, you're not out the fucking gate. Some of you guys have bad receptors. Some of you guys are fucked up too. You might have took the sperm and fucked it all up. I don't know. But uh, pound the like button, subscribe, become a member, man. Uh, appreciate everybody joining me today. We got a lot to break down. Brittany Griner, Baker Mayfield, uh, so much, uh, so much more to talk about. Um, oh, dog! Not only do they cuss more on TV now. Have you seen all these commercials? Like, these motherfuckers, they got commercials with two dudes just tongue-kissing. They just fucking tongue-kissing. And then it's an AIDS commercial. And I'm sitting there like, really? Well, that's an oxymoron. What are we really promoting here? We're promoting a pill to help with AIDS as we see two guys kissing. Doug, I'm just fucking dumbfounded by how stupid... The government or whoever puts this stuff in place thinks we are. But guess what? We are this stupid. Because none of you motherfuckers do anything about it. None of you guys do shit about it. You sit there and take it and just look at it and like, oh. I mean, who's doing something about it? No one. Ain't nobody doing nothing about it. So you got a gay black woman who gets released from prison. We trade for the probably the biggest arms dealer in the history of mankind who can arm every household with an ar-15 in america and not even trip or in russia or in china or whatever we got a marine corps veteran over there paul whelan who's just sitting around been there four years already wondering why the fuck is he there and then his family takes the high road and says hey we're happy for britney de whoop but you know in real reality man this shit is a joke it's a mockery um uh, and nobody wants to say it. Nobody wants to say it, dog. So you know, maybe they cancel me. Maybe they don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they, they they'll hold this bitch down some way. Uh, you know, you know me. I'm I'm. I think they call me Mr. Shadow Ban. I think I'm Shadow Ban on every fucking platform there is, so I can't go on TikTok live again. Steve Max probably laughing in the chat. He knows the deal. Uh, I, you know, TikTok's banned me for a few days. Hey, man. It is what it is, dog. Hate me now, love me later. You know what I'm saying? Get you a get you a little towel, dog. Somebody sent me this. Pretty fire, actually. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, I don't know who the fuck sent it to me right now, but I, I do send it to you. Um, by the way, I have a trading card being made for myself. I just wanted to give you this. Uh, bam. Uh, they just sent me this pop century influencer this is going to be coming out i have a trading card um and it's made by a big company who have you know they've got cards on everybody um they've got cards on floyd mayweather mike tyson football basketball baseball Connor conor mcgregor has a card through this company everybody has a card they reached out to me months ago we've been working out details so I will have a trading card. It'll be launched right after Christmas. Um, so we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. I had to disagree with Jason the other day, um, on the Deion Sanders take, obviously, you know how I feel cause I'm a coach and if you, the people understand, I think we want to involve politics too much with sports. Um, I think there is a complete needs to be separated and segregated. I think it's two different things. I think politics has dove dived in or another rhyme word has snuck in to sports, the sports world in totality, which I believe has ruined sports. This is why we have a so-called CTE issue and so-called a concussion issue that we never used to talk about ever. Um, I don't ever remember anyone even having them like they do now. Brian Erlacher on my show straight up said the same thing as I did. And it's becoming political. we wearing condoms on our helmets in preseason and, 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 and in camp, uh, which is a mockery and a joke. It's just really a slap in the face to anyone that's played the sport when it was a true gladiator sport. Politics has gotten into basketball. We want to interview, we want to review every single foul. Um, Load management is brought in this thing. Now we've accepted that. Uh, The transfer portal has become the softest hiding space for kids in America. I can't wait to get after this this whole thing and break that down either. Um, Ah... it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, if you're not a member, become one, man. I appreciate everybody. Uh, Bobby Wagner is not going to be uh, charged. According to TMZ, Ramstar Bobby Wagner won't face criminal charges for tackling a field invader earlier this year. Uh, Steve Kim posted a tweet that he should get a fucking award. I agree. I don't even know how we were, how he got to this point. Again, politics has gotten involved in athletics way too much. How has Bobby Wagner even had to fend for himself when he's tackling a guy running on a field, holding something we don't know what it is, could be fucking anthrax for all we know, and he tackles this motherfucker, saving possible lives? Who knows? We don't know. unbelievable man and you wonder why but nobody wants to talk about any of this shit i I just i it blows my mind that it seems like you have to be black or you have to be white to pick a side on a topic or a discussion and i'm like dog where did this begin And if I could have filmed yesterday's conversations in jail with my boys, there are three black men in jail who disagree with this whole Brittany Griner situation. And there's a lot more out there. And I know white folks who agree with the Brittany Griner situation. So there are people with different thoughts, different ideologies, different philosophies. And guess what, dog? One point in America, we used to agree with it and move on. Hey, dog, I agree or disagree, but you know what? We can still have a drink and chill. Now it's becoming fighting words, dog. It's becoming fighting words because the social media has depicted a, uh, us in a certain manner because we make so many fake accounts and we make up so much shit and we lie about everything. So when we lie about everything and everything gets thrown out of context, everyone wants to fight. Now you're the bad guy. Everyone's the bad guy. Back in the day, we used to argue these things in the barbershop and be cool afterwards and go drink and fucking go to the titty bar and do whatever we did. Nowadays, though, motherfuckers get in their cars and leave each other. If you haven't noticed, dog, go open the fucking eyes up around you. (laughs) Have you not started to see more homies getting separating friendships than ever before? More divorces than ever before? More fucking separation than ever before? Have you not noticed more baby mamas keeping their babies from their daddies, etc., etc., than ever before? Like, start putting some shit together. I don't understand why motherfuckers can't think out the box and figure out why we are in this situation. I truly believe st- social media is one of the main reasons. I do. I truly do believe it. You are not self-thinkers anymore. You de- you rely on a app made by a robot to give you pertinent information now how the fuck does that make sense (laughs) though how does that make fucking sense just throwing that out there i'm just curious i want to i want to i want to ask uh i I do i want to get it um michael parsons came out and said he was against the Brittany Griner thing, and then he had to delete the tweet, apparently. That's the world we're living in, dog. You don't think everyone in America blew him up, NFL security and everyone else? You can't post that, dog. Take it off. I just don't get it, man. I just don't get it. Um, it kind of it, it kind of blows my mind. It kind of blows my mind. I just can't understand it. Um Bill's punter. uh, We're going to get into some Brittany Griner talk later with Steve Kim. Brittany Griner, former Bill's punter, has not been charged in the gang rape case uh, down in San Diego, California. That came out. Apparently, there's been some new data that's shown it wasn't him. Uh, College football news. Jason Garrett, former cowboy head coach, Troy Aikman's backup quarterback, and New York Giants offensive coordinator. Now he's in the booth, has emerged as the front runner for the Stanford job. I don't love it. I don't really love it at all. Uh, I don't like it at all. We're hiring folks that have no real college background. We're hiring NFL guys out of booths. Because we want to make a splash higher when this guy has not a fucking clue about anything. Dog, Colorado hired Dion Sanders, okay? Kids know who Dion is. He's funny. He's likable. People love him. His social media and barstool and all this shit that he's got going on. Jason Garrett? Do you think these fucking kids know who the fuck Jason Garrett is? They know me more than Jason fucking Garrett. If I walk into a house and Jason Garrett walks into a house, which fucking kid do you think is going to recognize me first? Who do you think is going to be recognized first? Me or Jason Garrett? That should be the fucking poll question. But guess what? We got presidents hiring these fucking people that don't have a fucking clue. Maybe you would have learned from the Nick Saban experience or the Urban Meyer experience or... Any of these other fucks that have gone up from college to the NFL or from the NFL to college, have we saw what has happened? It don't translate. Jimmy Johnson and Pete Carroll are the only two to do both well. I don't get it. Two people, and we still think we're going to find the diamond in the rough with Jason fucking Garrett, whose personality is about as fucking... Dormant as a funeral is going to go in and get today's kids to go to Stanford? <laughs> I'm sorry, dog. It is laughable. It is really, really laughable. I-, I don't understand. It is really, really laughable. But, you know, is what it is, dog. I mean, I could, like you would think a motherfucker said, you know what, they hired Dion at Colorado. He just got a five-star recruit to decommit from Ohio State. I know Zach Smith made a post about it like, dog, what? I've never had to compete with Colorado in my life, ever, over a kid. Now I'm competing with Colorado at Ohio State already, right? So Dion's already gone in there and changed shit around, which is supposed to happen, right? That's what you're supposed to do. And you think, first of all, Stanford has yet to hire a coach, so you're already losing. You got an early signing period here this month. (laughs) Dog, you don't realize it. You are fucked. Uh, The artist. Shut up. Send me your resume, the artist. Have you coached before? I love to see these people post shit that tells me this is what the artist told me. That's not true, coach. So he just told me I'm lying. So for you to tell me it's not true and that I'm a liar, the artist, you better have a resume and experience in my profession cause that's a blatant fucking statement you just made, dog. That is a very, very fucking broad. Bold statement to tell me I'm wrong, okay? When not only am I not wrong, the facts prove otherwise. Plus, I think I've been in this profession quite some time, and I think I'm still attached to it some type of way. Are you? Are you? Can you send me your fucking resume? I love when people tell me I'm unequivocally incorrect. You are not right, coach. Really? And then I break down the statements, and then I show you, and then they say, oh, yeah, you're right. But you just said I am unequivocally incorrect. Like, how do people put their foot in their mouth so fucking fast? It blows my mind. (sighs) See, that's where you're wrong, artist. I don't sit here and talk about your profession because I don't know it. But you think you can talk about mine, and you don't think you need a resume to have a conversation. Well, you're wrong. You're fucking wrong, and that is why some of you are so fucking soft down here in America. I love when everyone on Twitter uh, tells me I'm wrong, and then I ask for their resume. It blows my mind. I'm curious. I've asked for resumes for a long time since I've been saying, you know what? The Slapdick app needs to be created. We need to slap the shit out of somebody on Twitter instead of blocking them. Just a slapdick act. I'm going to hit Elon Musk up and ask him if we could put a slapdick app in there where it just quiets you down. You can't say dumb shit anymore. Um, Blows my mind when people sit there and try to tell me about it. I ask them for a resume. And they still say, I don't need a resume to discuss this with you. Well, really, you do. You really do need a resume to talk to me. Because that's like me going into a bank and telling this motherfucker what the fucking interest rates are, and I have not a clue. And I need to show my resume to be in a discussion with someone that actually knows the profession. And you know what? You know how many people have presented their resume to me? Just take a wild guess. How many people do you think has produced a resume after the fact of telling me I am wrong? Zero. Zero people. Zero fucking people have yet to produce a resume because you guys are full of shit. You just want to talk on social media. You know nothing, but you think you know all things and you're a joke. You are an embarrassment. I get secondhand embarrassment when I see you say stupid shit like this guy just said. Don't say I'm wrong and then show no facts to back it up. That is a fucking lie and you're an idiot. I don't understand how you think you don't need a resume after you tell me I'm lying and cannot prove otherwise. I'm fucking really, really dumbfounded by this. <laughs> Uh, that's not a resume, the artist. Send it to me. I want to see it and check it out. Do a background on you since you're so fucking FBI. Here's my resume. This is what the, the artist just did. Here's JB's resume. Here's my resume. I'm posting it in the chat artist. All right, here we go. I just did. I just built my resume and wrote it out for you guys. There you go. Check it out. I have the largest dick in the world. I'm the richest man in America, the best coach to ever do it. I'm a knower of all things other than my profession. <laughs> this motherfucker typed in on his resume, like, like that's actually his resume. Holy fuck, dog, we are not smart people. Like, come on, dog, we are not smart humans, homie. I look at the artists and I'm like, fuck, you're the sperm that won? Oh, fuck, dude. I'm not even past the fucking part of the, the first part of the show yet. Brittany Griner is a fucking slap in America's face uh what a joke what a fucking joke um if she wasn't black or gay we wouldn't even be talking about it and if she wasn't a female wouldn't be talking about it that's just the truth a black female who's gay is has got to be the number one reason that she is sitting out right now but nobody wants to say it nobody will say it i'll fucking say it you can ban me if you want the bottom line is that's the truth. And Stephen A and them need to be saying the truth. See, you'd have more respect for me if you said the truth, but you don't. You don't want to talk the truth. And that shit is crazy to me. But we're not talking about the fucking, you know, the guy over there that was a fucking war veteran that defended the country who this broad don't even like. Uh can't wait to have Steve Kim on here and talk about that. Uh The Falcons bench Mariota for rookie Desmond Ritter. So now you're going to see another rookie come in and look like hammered dog shit, thinking that that's going to be the guy. He's going to have one flash in the pants. Everyone's going to say,
1: oh, Desmond Ritter should have been starting the whole time.
0: Uh, We got a shitload of new films. Shout out to DV Sport. I got about 20 new game films, update new, like, weekly game films. Uh, I got a lot of Detroit. Me and uh, Sean Salisbury and I are going to break down some golf. We're going to break down some Minnesota Kirk Cousins. We're going to break down Baker Mayfield, uh, his last game with Carolina. Plus, I'll get the Rams game last night. A uh, lot of lot of discussions. A lot of show here today. We're going to break down. Uh, hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. I appreciate everybody. If you're not a member, man, go become one. Uh, $1.99, man, you can call in and talk live with us. Uh, I want to make sure there's a reminder. I'm going to do a couple shows today uh and tomorrow i have to hit a wedding tomorrow um actually a pretty prominent individuals getting married uh won't be any cameras but i will uh i will uh be at a wedding and then i'm gonna do a few shows so i can at least have a few shows that air while i'm gone but we are going to do live shows as well right here on the show in dallas uh i will have a lot of players uh coaches uh NFL, and college, major coaches will be on the show. Uh, Sean Salisbury and myself will be hosting the Coach A.B. show. Um, so we'll be doing that live from the star. So we will be live. I will get as much as I can up there. I don't want to go a whole week dormant, but I will have some content dropping and it will be premiered out there so you guys can uh, do it. And I'm, tr- I'm working on a few people to actually go live for me while I'm on the road. Um, so... Just hang in there for a week for Christmas, and then obviously it's the holiday season anyways. Christmas will be coming, so we'll be down that few days too. So um, so there'll be some time down, but I'll, I got a shitload of content out there, so make sure you guys don't go anywhere and, and uh, get discouraged and all that shit. It's only $1.99, man. Act quick, act like you're paying fucking $99 a fucking month. Uh I think Ritter fails just like every other rookie fails, especially on a bad team and a bad organization. The top 25 basketball last night, unranked Iowa beat Iowa State by 20. Uh, Ohio State hangs on to beat Rutgers by one. And in other news, fucking T.O., can you just shut the fuck up, homie? God damn. I don't know if you know, I've had a little words with T.O. before uh, in L.A., Because I said some things about him in my book. How he knew about it, I have no idea. So I'm so thankful that the book made it uh, to him. But anyway, I said people like T.O., Brandon Marshall, when when they did the drop the ball thing in practice, and then I had kids at my JUCO doing the same thing. That's why I talk about today so harshly when these cats at the NFL level do stupid shit. The youth sees it, and the youth follows it, and the youth does it. But these guys with these platforms don't realize this. I don't know why you don't realize this. You are a mentor, regardless if you're a shitbird or not. T.O.'s in the news again. He, he beat up a bum last week, and now he's pitching a comeback to the 49ers. Can you just go away? Shut the fuck up with your glossy lips, motherfucker. Shut the fuck up. Go do sit-ups in the parking lot and shut the fuck up. You and Keyshawn Johnson, homie, are two of the fucking biggest idiots right now talking. Like, I, I, I'm just, I'm, at a, I'm, in a, I'm having a Fearless Friday action moment right now. It is a truth serum telling day for me because I'm seeing too many fake fucks out here. And I'm going to keep preaching the truth until they shut me down. And we have too many fucking idiots out here talking. Some of you motherfuckers are stupid. And all of you who believe this kid and these guys and his fucking T.O.'s and keyshons and all these dumb fucks, you are a fucking, you'll never be a self-thinker. And you will always be a follower and a do-boy. Go find out your own fucking real, And go do some research. Turn over some rocks. T.O.'s probably fucking going broke. He needs another splash fucking tweet. So he's gonna go and tell the Niners, I'm gonna come back. Dog Tio's a freak of nature. We already know he's a great, one of the greatest wideouts ever to play. He still runs four five. He's 50. Come on, homie. Get the fuck out of this business. Stop doing it. It's over for you. (laughs) It's over for you. Uh Doesn't he have, like, glossy lips? Like, doesn't he think he's fucking, uh, like, LL Cool J or something? Like, goddamn, homie. Fucking, you need glossy lips? Like, goddamn. Um, Bruce Helms just says anything. That motherfucker comes out the woodwork just saying anything. Bruce Helms just comes out of nowhere and says anything. That shit is unbelievable to me. (laughs) Uh, The transfer portal, looking like this. Uh, Everybody's in that motherfucker. It's unbelievable. Andrew Boudreaux. New member. Appreciate you, dog. Uh, Appreciate you guys. It's Fearless Friday out here, man. Get it cracking. This is like a... uh, not, it's like a, a fucking, you know, before you, you know, if you're, if you ever taught in your life or been a teacher, you know, before Christmas break, you have that last Friday and you're chilling with the people. You got a little alcohol maybe in the office. Well, private school, public school, probably not unless you're sneaking it in. They probably get fired anyway, but I've been around all the things, private and public school. Um, very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I did have a discussion. I, I told you I had a college call me interested in uh, my services for their head football coaching job. So I did speak to the athletic director. Great conversation for about an hour, actually. But as of right now, it just doesn't fit. Uh, They don't have what I need, and I can't do it. So sorry. I appreciate all the players that have reached out to me as well, uh, who have started a huge thing uh, trying to get me to their school. I appreciate you guys, but uh, I just can't do it right now uh lebron and ad are probable for tonight uh ad had a virus which maybe it's called vagisil maybe he needed some vagisil because he has what's called vaginitis and that is the fucking virus that he had so i don't know if you realize that or not uh joe madden will be joining us here uh joe madden does a a good job on social media as a uh does some betting things and other things. So uh, we'll ask her about that stuff. Uh, I don't know if you know, Walmart has a sell for three cents. Have you heard about this story? Like apparently it's real. I don't know. I was in Walmart yesterday, by the way. Uh, did you know this happened? Have you heard this story about Walmart? Anyone? Does anyone even know what I'm talking about with this Walmart thing? Apparently Walmart has a sell on stuff for three cents. And if you buy it, if you buy the shit, you get arrested. Like, is this a real thing? Because I got the clip. So I'm trying to, I'm confused on what's going on here. Walmart, what is going on? The charity that you guys ask all of us to donate to as well has been red flagged as fraud. Walgreens is also involved. They just got cracked for having a donation money used for their own corporation, Uh Hundreds of millions of dollars, apparently. But what do I know? I believe... What do I know? I believe I said this. Haven't I said I don't give money to these donations? Haven't I said this? I believe I've been saying... Haven't I said I don't give money to people in these donations? Haven't I said this? I don't know. I'm confused, dog. I think... Um, been the one to say this, and Walgreens finally got cracked. Somebody finally did some research on Walgreens and said, oh, you've been stealing money from the American people. Oh, I think JB's been saying that for three years on his show. Maybe you should give him some fucking credit. How about you source me and put it out in the fucking on the uh, on, on the page. Get put it in my fucking when you write my bibliography motherfucker. You got to be crazy. Pet Smart. You want to donate a dollar for all the animals out there that are no, cuz you're killing them anyway. So don't tell me you're saving them motherfucker. I see what's happening. Are you, but guess what? The next person in line comes in and gives it right up. Don't think about it. Keep fattening the pockets of the people lying to you. Keep going that route and see how it does. (laughs) Like, come on, dog. Oh, man. Uh... Oh, hold on one second. My good friend, Darian Hagen... Um, uh, been talking to him and he has not been told what position he's coaching yet on the Colorado staff. He's the last coach kept um, from the old staff. He's a legendary Colorado buff. Um, lot going on there, man. I can't get in too much of it, but you know, that's one of my best friends on this planet. Uh, the great Darian Hagan won a national championship at Colorado. Um, uh, and, uh, if you don't know you don't know um uh, appreciate everybody in here i'm trying to look at uh the chat here and catch up with you guys i appreciate you uh we're still here in the beginning of the show we haven't even got to anything in significance besides britney griner we're going to break that down with steve kim later on plus uh bobby wagner won't be charged we we already talked about that and then uh biggest slap in the face of our in our history of our face we've traded uh a a known terrorist for britney griner something of right out of the zohan uh which adam sandler predicted years ago zohan by the way one of the best movies ever if you haven't seen the zohan you need to go watch the zohan um Lock high, baby. What's up, Darren Hagen? Uh, Alabama Associate Defensive Coordinator Charles Kelly apparently is joining Deion Sanders at Colorado as the new defensive coordinator. I was hearing conflicting reports that Coach Zimmer was taking a job. Uh, Von Miller is out for the remainder of the season after having surgery for an ACL injury. Uh, we, I think we knew it was more serious than it was. Um, so. You know, that's going to hurt the chances of the Buffalo Bills getting to the Super Bowl. Um, October 22nd, all right, not too long ago, the day before the Panthers' home game against the Bucks, 31-year-old defensive end Henry Anderson was at home with his wife when his legs and arms went numb. His speech became blurred, and nobody knew what actually happened. He has now been cleared to play. Shout-out to Henry Anderson for the Carolina Panthers. If you don't know that story, go check it out. I only bring real-life stories to this table and to this show, so go check out that. Uh, no, I'm not going to Colorado, dog, all right? Uh, but I'll tell you one thing. I have spoke to Dion. I have spoke to a few coaches. Uh, I got two players there, and uh, and obviously I talk to my uh, best friend all the time. Uh the number one dual threat quarterback in 2024 class, DJ Lagway, has committed to Florida. The number one dual threat quarterback, he is committed to Florida. Uh, I believe he's in this Army game, so we'll see him up close and personal, see if I can coach him up, see if he could take coaching, see if he could get motherfucked. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to see. I'm curious to see these kids up front, though. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals head coach, Zach Taylor, who I actually know the Juco guy, Butler Community College in Kansas, by the way, if you don't know that he's the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, made the team's running back hierarchy explicitly clear yesterday when he stated that Mixon is the starter when he returns. Um, preline has been doing a hell of a job for them, but you know, Mixon is the guy. Uh, he clearly stated that, um. The Rams were unsure about Baker Mayfield going into yesterday's game. He uh, They started the other kid, and Baker comes in, gives them a spark, uh, kind of dies out towards the first half ending, comes in the second half, doesn't do much. They don't score. Either team scores until in the fourth quarter, midway through. The Raiders kick a field goal, go up 16-3, to and it looked like the Bucks game from the other night when Tom Brady brought them back against the New Orleans Saints. And it looked like that game to me. I, I was sitting there saying shit, this could be this could be another uh comeback. Uh I I could see that right now. Um so ah, all right. In one minute I could go live on TikTok. How about that? Got a notification. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. I think the Bengals are the scariest team in football right now. I think I've been saying that. Uh, but what do I know? Uh, Drake May says he will not enter the portal, and he's set to return to North Carolina after the great freshman season. I kind of am going to look into this a little more, all right? I got to be honest. I want to be honest with you. I believe, I think I'm still, I'm interested to know. I think it could be bullshit. You know why? Because a good friend of mine, the offensive coordinator, just left and took the offensive line coach with him right from underneath Mac Brown and took the offensive coordinator job at Wisconsin and took the offensive line coach with him. And I just, I don't know why. All right. I don't know why you do that. I don't know why you leave North Carolina right now with Drake may returning to a Wisconsin team with a quarterback. Who's actually from Kansas, by the way, who's struggled mildly to say the least for his couple of years. Uh, and go play. And now I know he cool with fickle and all, but you left Mac Brown in North Carolina. I mean, to be argued, I'd rather compete with Clemson right now as a one horse pony in Florida state on the rise in the ACC and Miami's down and North Carolina state's. Okay. Syracuse back to Syracuse after the great start, but who's who we can win that league. You're not going to win at Wisconsin dog. Why would you leave Drake may? the freshman All-American quarterback. Like, why would you leave Drake May? So, I don't know. Where'd merch go? TikTok, I'm back. They banned me for a few days because some of you are soft and you can't handle me. Uh, apparently, so you probably reported me, who knows, I don't know, um, TikTok though, you guys are the softest though, of all platforms, dog. keep it real, a lot of you guys are cool, I, I, got a lot, I get a lot of messages from you guys, man, you guys are cool, a lot of you though, are BMKs, and you know what that means, if you don't know what that means, come on over to YouTube Live, we're live right now, uh, see, somebody just said, I don't like your beard. <laughs> Dog. Like, do you like boys, homie? i like, why are you worried about my beard? See, that's the problem. We worry about the wrong shit. It's weird. Like, you give me some weird vibes, homie. Give me Britney Grinder vibes, homie. <laughs> hey, I'm on an unexplicit uh, fearless Friday today. I have no holds barred. I am calling it what it is. I may be banned today. I don't know. But I'm just calling it what it is, dog. We already know. Uh, If you missed the first part of the show on TikTok, you should go back and check it out. Uh, Because I'm getting active about it. Um, There's not a social media platform for me. I'm just being real about it. And I don't care. Like, I don't know if you guys understand this. Like, Do people really realize that I don't care. Like, have you figured this out? Like, I see people in public and they look at me. And then I had a girl come over to me yesterday. Very pretty female. And had to be maybe 30. She comes over. She goes, excuse me, Coach Brown. Uh, my husband and I love you. And I'm like, fuck, she has a husband. But anyway, uh, after I said that in my mind, um, actually, I didn't say that in my mind. I actually said it to her. Which could have been a little creepy, but I, you know, it wasn't a creepy intention. I was kind of being funny, but at the same time, like, let me gauge this because she was pretty bad. I gotta be honest. But anyway, uh, long story short, because I am a storyteller, but it's all true stories. Um sh- I said uh she laughed and I'm like, all right, cool. Uh give me your number. I'm just kidding. Um she said, my husband's scared to come over to you. Can he get your autograph? See that's the problem. I don't understand. See, you guys think that I'm unapproachable. It blows my mind. That is, I've never had a bad in-person uh, dialogue. I've never had a one hater in person ever come to me. Not one hater. The only time it was close was when I was inside the ropes with Pat Perez. We we're in Phoenix for the. Waste management, and I'm literally walking with Pat inside on the course in front of fucking million of people. And I got people in the crowd, just Coach Brown. And I, you know, I go over to him and talk to him and, and I do my thing. And uh, I didn't want to take away. It was crazy, right? Pat Perez, I'm sitting there with Pat and fucking, you know, all these different golfers are sitting there, DJ and all these pro golfers, and I'm sitting there with him in his foursome while he's on the green putting. And, and I'm, and I'm talking to these kids. One guy blurts out. One cat blurts out, hold on, Lucy. Hold on, Lucy. One guy blurts out, uh, you suck. Now, I didn't even know who it was, but I'm like, your mama sucks. And then all the crowd just laughs, dies, laughs. I'm walking with cops. Cops are w- walking with me because I'm the only one in the ropes. And uh, And that's the only time. And it was a BMK sitting somewhere. We don't even know who it was. And then everyone in the whole crowd laughs. But I'm like, dog, that's the only time. And that happened to be in a crowd of a million people who just blurted something out. So that's just thing. but anyway, Lucy wants to know about the, the nice girl and her husband. Um, So back to this girl, she looks good. She comes over to me, da, da, da. And, uh, the guy comes over and, uh, he had to be I, I don't know dog he either has a 12 inch dick or a lot of money i just gotta be honest because there's no way that guy pulled her and i okay, i did a picture nah it, it was real uh steve kim uh joins us what up man morning hey man uh i'm you know we're, there's only a few real ones left out there and i know uh you know i've been breaking down this Brittany grinder thing all morning and I'm, I probably should log off TikTok because they'll ban me again. Uh, what is your take on the Brittany Griner thing? Uh, I know you keep it real uh, as I do. I'm very confused under this uh, because I, I spent my day yesterday in jail uh, visiting three of my friends that I grew up with. Um, one is in there, has been in there for two. One has been in there for four years. One has three more years left. One has two and one has five. Uh, They're all in there for the same thing Brittany Griner basically did. One sold weed, one transported weed, and the other one had too much weed on him. Uh, Three black males. Uh, One of those wives were there. One of my boys' wives came and visited while I was there. We were all actually sitting there together, actually got to sit now. Uh, They've actually done some things differently now where you can. And uh, I said, hey, man. What do you think about Brittany Grinder being released? And they're like, dog, it's the biggest crock of bullshit I've ever been around. He's like, we're black, JB. If the, the world needs to know that not all brothers think the way that Stephen A. Smith and ESPN does. I'm just confused as to why these fake people on these platforms can't come out and say, you know, the real reason she was released because he's a black female who's gay. I mean, yeah. I, I'm just going to keep it real. That's the only reason she was released. And no one wants to talk about that at all, but I got three boys in jail and they're like, dude, why are we in jail still? We're in California of all places where we legal now and we can't get released. But yet this girl's being released and we kept an Iraqi war veteran locked up in Russia. My brother's in the Air Force. My daddy served. I mean, I'm just very confused as to why this is uh, this is being pushed. The narratives are being pushed, Steve, where I see people, Steve, on Twitter if you're my friend and you don't agree with the Brittany Griner thing, delete me. Okay. <laughs> and friends of mine. And I deleted them. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. this is where we are in America. Like you, you can't disagree now. Or you just, you just defriend yeah. them.
1: Jay coach JV. You're absolutely right. The reason why, uh, miss Griner was released is as you pointed out, she checked the boxes and let, let's, let's, point out the biggest difference between um, the violations of your friends and Brittany Griner that you left out. She did it in Russia. That's the thing. I I don't care if weed is legal and given out to elementary school kids in America. In Russia or as a foreigner, I, I think Americans have to get over this arrogance. Our value systems, our culture means almost nothing to certain lands fact they don't even really like us they barely tolerate us and you better respect their rules let me just tell you something when i if i ever travel overseas which i haven't done that often but if if i was to for a business purpose my nutritional supplements which are very legal from snack that sponsors me that i work i wouldn't take them do you know why because i don't want to risk it i don't even think i take flintstone vitamins but there's no doubt about this. Brittany Griner was a political basketball on both sides. But because she fit certain boxes that you talked about, she had to be released. Or she was a priority with the Biden administration, which is obviously pandering and looking forward to 2024. In fact, there's a theory that they they waited to do this till after the recent elections. So it wouldn't sway anything. But putting aside the politics of it... Um, Look, I've been on Whitlock before, and we've talked about this. I didn't care one way or another about Brittany Griner. She wrote her own story. She has to live with the consequences of her actions. But this whole notion that now we have to care about her and and um, that we have to uh, enjoy the NBA and support it, I don't. I, I Look, from an individual standpoint, I guess I'm glad that she's back. Uh, but here's the issue. You should not expect that much sympathy from the American public, J.B., when you have made the comments and you hold the attitude towards the United States. <laughs> That's the, and you can agree with her, but a lot of people don't. So with that being said, I have the right to be very apathetic. I have a, co- I have a question for you, Coach J.B., because um, she was one of those players that the, the WNBA, they were a league full of protesters all right, what I like to call perennial malcontents. Now, I don't think you were coaching at that point two years ago or had a team. If you had a bunch of players taking the knee before the national anthem, how would you have dealt with that?
0: I, I, I had it. and I, Oh, you did? Okay. I, well, no, it didn't happen, but they tried me. Uh-huh. And Steve, I, as an old adage, man, you either coach it or you allow it. Um, I turned around. I used a few motherfucks. told the kid to get his ass up or get the fuck out. He stood right up, didn't argue back. Um, the next day, brought him in my office. I said, hey, you got 10 seconds to tell me why you took a knee. And if you say Colin Kaepernick, you're cut. And what I was doing for why I did that, Steve, uh, it, was, it was Marquise King, by the way. Kid I love to death. He was a feature on the show on Netflix. It was a, the reason I did it because I want to teach these I had to teach these kids, man, to be self thinkers and stop using what everyone else is telling you, because you don't know if it's wrong or right. And you are setting yourself up for failure. And if you can't turn over rocks and go out and create your own uh, thought process and, and, and come up with your own ideology, you're going to be told what to do your whole life. So I said, you got 10 seconds. And you better give me your own reasoning. And if you give me a real reason, then I would consider it, Steve. I would at least look at it and address the team and talk about it. But if you're just going to do it, and you know what he said? He stood up and goes, Coach, 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 Miss Pinker told me to do it. Mm. Our English teacher, black English teacher who's teaching black men the wrong thing. Teaching them the the wrong thing. And you're not teaching them to be self-thinkers when they're black men out here already struggling. They're already up against it, Steve, as we know. And now you're teaching them the wrong thing. So when they go out into public and have to deal with a guy with my skin tone to get a job, unfortunately, that's just the truth. They're now put their future in another man's hands. And I'm just, I'm just, that's why I was the way I was with my guys. And you know what? He thanks me to this day. And I'm just like, don't use Colin Kaepernick and don't use Miss Pinker for telling you to do it. So I brought Miss Pinker in, Steve. I I I, I, I kind of went in on her. Uh, obviously, she never liked me again. I never put another kid in her class. By the way, she fell every other black kid on the show, other than the people that were actually being filmed. But nobody wants to talk about that, and everyone calls me the asshole. But hey, it is what it is, right? So yeah, Coach, that's this is the point. A lot of these athletes
1: and certain celebrities, they are pawns. They don't even know that they're pawns, but they feel as though it's their duty. And I mentioned this to Whitlock a while ago. The most overrated thing in modern-day activism, which a lot of times is useless and it's nothing more than virtue signaling, is quote-unquote bringing awareness. Okay, then what? Because so, what I would do, Coach, if I was a coach, and I remember Anthony Lynn did this for the the LA Chargers a couple years ago during that summer when everything was popping off and there's this one scene in Hard Knocks uh, when they were doing the Chargers and Rams. And they had a Zoom meeting because no one could be in face at that time. There's about 25, 30 of his players in a day. They said they wanted to take the day off to protest what was going on. And I give Anthony Lynn a lot of credit. He said, oh, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute. Okay. If you're saying that you need to do this, that you're compelled to protest, I get it. But if all you're going to do is not show up to our practice, then I need you to see you actually go down to those affected communities and be with those people and talk to them and to understand what is their grievance and what can we do. But if it's just we're not going to practice and if that's no, that does not work for me. I was like, wow, because the difference is anyone can hashtag and say, well, I'm bringing awareness. I wore a T-shirt. I brought awareness. OK, that's all you've done. It's the most empty, hollow gesture. And that's the thing that gets me about the WNBA. First of all, uh, can we be uh, reality-based here? Nobody watches you. So if you do a protest in a forest and no one hears it, does it make a sound? And and, and the other thing is, I've said this. I I actually don't mind if you protest. I get it. You want to take a knee, you want to raise a fist. I'm kind of like, all right, you just better play hard. The difference is, at least explain your position in a rational way. But understand, like Muhammad many, Ali did, right? But many people still have the right to disagree with you. And, I, and what I don't like is that everyone is now bullied, like Micah Parsons, into agreeing with me. Or I'm just—I'm going to tell you, Micah Parsons—he just should have stood his ground. But I think he's still like I'm a young guy. I got endorsements to make. He stood down. And I don't think he understands. Now you lost the respect of even more people for the reaction to your other action. I, I just found that fascinating that even a guy like Micah Parsons, who's on top of the world, could not just stand on his square.
0: Yeah, I it, it, I don't know, man. It's just uh, people just can't. Uh, you have to be one way or the other. I, I mean, the stuff that ESPN and everybody's saying is, is like unbelievable. Like, why would not you just come out and say it? like I got friends that are, I'm just like, dude, I don't I don't. It's a felony in Texas for what she did. Why are we so in shock that she tried Russia led by Vladimir Putin, who we know would take us out in a New York minute if he could. And like, why are we so shocked? I just don't understand it. And I got black males who are in jail right now. And there's hundreds of thousands of them. Steve, why aren't anyone defending them? Why is everyone so happy about her being released, but not them? Like, I'm confused. They don't fit the criteria. Real, and when they you talk do. to real black folks, Steve, in the in the community, in the hood, and embezzled and, and embedded in this thing, they're like, dude, screw her. Like, I'm in this thing, I'm in jail for the same shit, and I did it in Compton.
1: Yeah, you know did it in Russia.
0: There's a critical thing that
1: everyone leaves out on that side when they keep talking about this issue, all the talking heads. That are on that side of the political or social aisle. Unlawfully detained. That's not true. She broke a law. Right. I mean, even President Biden said it, that she shouldn't have been there. But wait a minute. She was not unlawfully detained. That is the reality. In fact, the few times that I have traveled overseas, I distinctly remember they go through your luggage, the Customs. They make sure you're not bringing in certain things. And then when you come back to LAX, they can flag your luggage and check what you have. That's why they don't, they have like a custom duty free shops. Yes. You can buy, there's a reason for that. These things are not a secret. When the narrative
0: is unlawfully detained, they are lying. That is a lie by omission. I'm so tired of hearing that one. Uh, Seeing that one. Um, well, look, this ain't a political show. Uh, Baker Mayfield uh, came out of the woodwork. I, I, I'm telling you right now, I posted the thing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm as uh, big of a truth teller about Baker Mayfield as they come. I think he's one of the top two most overrated quarterbacks ever. I'm going to, <laughs> bump, I'm going to bump him to number three. Uh, I'm going to put Derek Carr now at number two <laughs> behind Carson Wentz. Um, I got to be honest though as a coach and a former player at that position um he gave he 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 uh i i could not be more proud of a cat that i critique more than than this guy last night for what he did for a team that he learned the offense because people don't realize as a coach steve and as a quarterback what all goes into it it shows me that he was invested uh, in learning what he did he had to have been up 13, 14 hours a night from what I hear he did. Uh, my buddy, my good friend's a wide receiver coach there for the Rams. He never left the office from what I hear. He was in there. he had people around the clock giving him the protections which he he learned first, which was a great thing from what I understand. He learned the protection basically first. And from everything that I know, Steves Baker's not a dumb guy. he's a very bright kid. And uh, I think he does dumb things, but he's a bright kid. And uh, as far as football terminology and, and and having a cerebral sense about him, mm. so I cannot be more proud of a cat that I critique more than what I saw last night. And the comeback is for the ages. And I will argue you, I will argue with you. Um, it gave me goosebumps, similar to when Brett Favre played on the day his dad died, and he lit up the, the Raiders. Uh, when he was with the Vikings. Um, or the Pack, Where was he? The Packers? Um,
1: was the Packers and the Raiders. He was, was
0: still a Packer. Okay. He uh, yeah. gave me those vibes, man, because of what he did. And I, I said it when they were down 16-3. He's going to do what Tom Brady just did to the New Orleans Saints the other day. And he did it. Coach, uh, Baker Mayfield realizes one thing. He
1: is fighting for his professional life. This is his third team in less than two years, right? He was with Cleveland, then Carolina, and now the Rams. Yep. At the very least, his goal now is to at least be a good teammate, a good soldier, so that moving forward, look, and I've said this before, be one of the 65 to 70 best quarterbacks on earth. You can carry a clipboard and wear a ball cap and make millions of dollars like a Chase Daniel, Charlie Batch. It's a good living. Maybe his ego won't allow it, but he now has a chance to play pretty good amount of football. Because if I'm the Rams, you're still out of it. I would shut down Matt Stafford. Oh, he's so out. Now, he's, he's done. Yeah, so now Baker has a chance to audition, whether to be a front-line backup or maybe a second-tier starter moving forward. He should look at this as a blessing and run with it and attack this challenge, which it seems like he has. But, Coach, we got to get into this. It's 16-10, less than a minute and a half. You have no timeouts on the other side. Max Crosby does Max Crosby. When he got that sack, I said, this game feels over. Then all of a sudden, I didn't have the volume on. I was doing some other things. I said, oh, man, did they flag Crosby for hitting the quarterback too hard? No. Because that is a penalty now. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, they said, unsportsmanlike conduct. I go, for What? And the guy knocked the ball out of, of Baker's hand. Coach, I don't know wh- about you, but unless that guy's a frontline player, and I'm no, I am no—I don't watch the Raiders all that much, I would have cut that guy right there. Because I thought of you and I said, what a shitbird. What a. Because the game felt over. And then the next play, Baker hits that shot downfield. I just said, uh oh. You
0: knew what was coming next, didn't you? And, and, you know, the thing about it is, man, the Raiders raided. That's what yes. they did. Oh, yeah. They raided all right. They do, dude. The Raiders do what Raiders do. I mean, uh, I don't know, man. I, you know. There was no reason to do that, coach. But listen. None. Then you get into a too high look with press yes. corner to the boundary. You roll the safety at the snap. Baker realizes it. He looks to safety to the middle to the three by one side where they had the the uh the quick kid who had a bunch of catches, the kid from uh what's his name? Number 15. Uh what's the kid's name? Is that foul? Uh, no, the, the little wideout for the Rams last night. Uh got the weird name. Uh anyway. Two new or uh what the fuck? I don't oh, know. Oh, 2-2 Atwell. Atwell. So they jumped to Atwell thinking he's gonna beat him on the skinny post. And you got this cat manned up. Press instead of the corner belling out and giving giving uh, Baker a little cloudy read, he just throws the fade ball versus cover zero now or man free basically, throws it scores game's over and I'm just like you got to be kidding me. But Baker realized it man and he knew the protection and what he did in the last few uh, minutes of that game. I mean, you just can't. Uh, you can't really, uh, as a as a coach and a, as a football guy, you just can't really say much uh, about the perform. You can't say much more about that performance other than it could be one of the greatest I've seen. I'm not yeah. lying to you. And he didn't put up great stats. He didn't no. do the crazy stuff and throw for 500 yards. And he he just got there, um, like 98 yards, 48 hours ago. I mean.
1: 98, 98
0: yard drive. 48 hours in football i'm sorry for a new program that has there's so much verbiage there's just not much you can really learn in that time frame and uh it just shows what he did and he was invested to show it but like you said he knows this is it i think he knows he had to show up and uh and i'm gonna be honest though uh matt McChesney joins us here uh i I got you guys morning. for about four more minutes. I got Joe Madden from Joe Madden Sports joining me. I gotta be honest though, uh Baker did his thing, but but Derek Carr showed who he is, and I bump him down now to the second most <laughs> overrated quarterback in NFL history. Um what do I know? What do I know? I uh,
2: that. first thing I hear. <laughs> what's up, uh what's up, bros? Um morning. Yeah, that uh that Baker Mayfield shit was pretty crazy. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of stunned. I'm like, hey, where do
0: you rank it? I,
2: I, I rank it right there with Brett Favre oh. when his dad died. Man, I really do. I
0: yeah,
1: I, I, had, I do, do fuck for a guy
2: that guy. I critique him a lot, Matt. You know that? Oh, I, you crush Baker. So, like for for you to come out and say that that you're impressed, I'm I'm impressed. Shit. So, because I'm I a was, real
1: motherfucker.
2: I remember that Monday night game uh with, with Brett Favre and how emotional it was. It brought me to tears watching it. Um I actually watched it with my dad when I was in college. Um god damn and, you're young. Yeah, bro. I'm only 41. I'm sexy as fuck over here too. So keep god hating. God
0: damn you're young. Uh, I feel old as shit.
2: Yeah I'm fucking I'm a 325 pound personal trainer, a fat personal trainer. Come get some lady shit. What's up? Hey, I've lost weight. Um, I'm down to 270 Looking fucking slim and good. Hey, too.
1: My what titties oh, more.
0: I got titties now, they're back solid. <laughs>
1: How about truck? you, Ken,
2: What do you weigh? Like a buck fifty?
1: No, no, I'm pretty big for an Asian.
0: I'm about six two, two ten. Hey, That's hey, Matt, when he showed up, Matt, to my house, I was like, I'm fucking wrong. I've stereotyped you guys wrong the whole <laughs> you're time. Wrong. You're six wrong. two. You can play point guard right now in the league. I get this fucking all the Jeremy
1: time. <laughs> I get this all the time. Hey, God, you're tall. And I get this. For an Asian, I always get that it's never to say hey, you're tall. It's like you're tall for an Asian. It happens yeah, all the I, time. My,
2: my dream job, my dream job, is to drive NASCAR, but I can't see left. I'm blind in my left eye, so oh, it was just me. if they had stop signs, I could do it, but I can't turn left consistently. So we're both fucked, Kim. Let's move forward.
1: Yeah. Um, hey, man, I got a question for you. If you were a teammate of yeah. that number ninety who opened the door for the Rams with that unsportsmanlike penalty after the Crosby sack. Would yep. you guys have gone full metal jacket and just like sock, sock that guy with a pillow full of stuff? <laughs> that was the worst penalty I've seen this year. The, I did like not understand style? what the guy thinking.
2: <laughs> private pile style? Yeah, man, yes. man, man, man. I think that's missing from today's football. And it, it's probably not a good thing to do. But the fear of retribution from your teammates is real. Like if you. Back in the day when I played, if you fucked up, if you fucked up and fucked around, and you didn't do your job, and the coaches wouldn't take care of it immediately, we took care of it. Period. Mm. And like Brendan Schaub is one of my ex-teammates at CU and a great friend of mine. I had him on my podcast yesterday. Make sure everybody go subscribe if you want to if you want to at the six zero uh, YouTube page. But it, the 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 show was awesome, and he brought that up yesterday. He brought up the fact that like. You know, with Dion coming back to Boulder, hopefully the toughness comes with him, and the guys that he brings in have the real kind of character and and spine you need in Boulder to win. Because good football teams have strong leadership that's uncompromising, and that means the standard is what it is, and it it's the same for the leader, for the coach, for the 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 worst guy on the roster and the best guy on the roster. And there's this old this old like adage that. And this applies to last night's football game, which was incredible. Like it just the the game. I love watching Max Crosby. It was he was awesome. But then what Baker Mayfield did after the Thursday night game? It's like the NFL wrote the same script twice. Just yeah. saying. Um, there's this old adage that if there's 80 dudes on a team, and there's 10 leaders and 10 turds, well, there's 60 in the middle, mm-hmm. and those 60 are going to listen to whichever 10 are loudest. And if the turds are loud, the turds have been the loudest in LA. Well, now you got a fucking, you got an alpha that walked in. He's not playing very well. He didn't even need to practice, dog. This, I'm I'm blown the fuck away on how you can walk in, have that kind of chemistry. The Did you see the first throw? Uh, he walked in, second series. Over the mic. Hard sell play action, set up, good posture, zip this motherfucker right over the mic linebacker, extended arm, and just bam. And I was like. Oh, fuck, hmm. Baker's motivated. And as a Bronco, like, at, at, I work for 92.5 Altitude here, and that's where I'm going after after Coach JB's show. You know, I'm I'm, a, I'm on the beat here for the Broncos in Denver, and I'm I'm literally going to get on the microphone this morning and go, why didn't we claim Baker Mayfield? <laughs> you don't want to ride anymore. Hey, no, you're not riding anymore? I, riding like, anymore.
0: <laughs> I want to break this down. My good, my good friend in the world is a whiteout coach for the Rams. And he said that Baker hasn't left the office. He told me that the dude is invested, in, and he showed him a lot of things that we didn't know for sure was existent. And he said he came in there, dog. He said the number one thing he asked, teach me the protections. I instantly have uh, fucking newfound respect for the man, man. If you go in there and understand, fuck, though, all route concepts are the same. Just tell me what flat curl is here for the Rams. I know tell what the fuck what flat curl is. Here,
2: right? yeah.
0: and so then, let like, me go so the protections, happens. though. And that's what he did, dude. And I have a newfound respect for the man because protection won in the game last night. The safety rolled down. They brought to the Sam. He rolled to the middle to Atwell and you got press man at the boundary and he throws a fade for a touchdown. Why
2: the fuck were you in press man and not zone? Because, because they assumed that he didn't know what he was doing and they played right into his hands. It's like he baited them the whole game. And, and I don't know how you guys feel about this, but let me ask you this question. I think that McVeigh and Cup and Donald and Stafford are all interwoven. Like, once, Staff, yes. once, Matt, once Matt leaves, McVeigh's going to leave, and Aaron will retire, Yes, Cup will move on. And that's okay. They won a Super Bowl. They're, they were a great team for a year. They're, it was kind of a mercenary Super Bowl, but I don't give a fuck. A ring is a ring. So, all that said, when Matt Stafford now leaves... If Mayfield can win the rest of the year, like they've got another win against the Broncos on Christmas Day. If they play like that, they did in those last in the last fourth quarter, they're gonna win a couple more games. It's not like they're lack of talent, they don't have a quarterback. If he does that, does this extend McVay in LA more? Because now mm. he's like next year, Stafford comes back, has a great year. Say they they go to the playoffs again and, and then they lose or they win another Super Bowl and he retires. And then, like, Mayfield helps him three or four games, and then you all of a sudden Mayfield's like bam, or Stafford fucking struggles, and you put Mayfield in, and he takes the team. I think that this is the kind of thing that sparks uh uh an athlete like Baker Mayfield. Matt like he asked for a release and then got picked up by the Rams. It's like he it's like he baited Carolina into doing this the same way he baited <laughs> the Raiders into rolling those safeties. Matt,
1: I'll, I'll say this: it's actually been written about your theory that McVay, Cooper, Cup, Stafford, and Donald are kind of all joined at the hip. And that when those guys retire, McVay's out the door. But I'll say this with Mayfield. I think his best role is as a really good backup. Because the difference is, Mayfield's going to give you an upgrade at quarterback over what they've had, over Wofford and Bryce Perkins. The problem is, the more you play him, and this goes for any sport, the more limitations you see in a guy. See, Stafford could hit every sector of the field. And that was the problem that he had with golf that golf just could not make or would make certain throws. And coach you could talk about Mayfield is limited though. That that's the thing in terms of the deep shots. There are certain throws. He cannot make like a Stafford.
2: And, but, but look in McVay's offense. I think he limits and, and coach you, you can attest to this. You're the quarterback guy, but I truly believe that McVay starts from the line of scrimmage back. He makes his quarterbacks understand protection. And as a coach, Every quarterback that walks in my room, every one of them, I'm meeting with. Uh, I'm meeting with a, the, the Georgetown quarterback later this afternoon to talk about pro day or transfer portal, which way we want to go. And the first thing I'm going to say to Pierce Hawley is, "Hey, get on the board and show me you understand protection. Still, show me that you learned something when you went to college. Who's who's responsible for your protection, quarterback? Oh, the offensive line? Nah, dummy. You're responsible for your own teeth. So." <laughs> If the it, Look, I played for guys like Chad Pennington and Brett Favre. I played for Pennington twice with the Jets and the Dolphins. We both moved together. And then I, those two, and then coming to Denver and playing for Kyle Orton, was like, these two communicated constantly, and you were always hearing something. And this one never said shit. This little piggy never said a damn thing. And these two little piggies never shut up. And the two little piggies that never shut up taught my fat ass how to protect. I'm up there listening to the way that they're formulating things, and in meetings with quarterbacks, teaching me protection because I'm an, a defensive lineman moving to offense. So I had to absorb a lot of different shit. And when I got to the Broncos and I knew everything, it was amazing to me how Kyle Orton, who replaced Jay Cutler, great job, McDaniel's. Um, it, it, Kyle Orton would sit in meetings and just it would be on the quarter, it would be on the center, it would be on the guards. We would have to make all the calls. And then he would get upset when we would screw stuff up. And we would look at him and go, hold on, bro. We don't know what what routes you're running. I understand that everybody thinks we all know everything that's going on in the huddle, right? But I'm listening for two things. I'm listening for 64 or scat. I'm listening for 80 or Archie. I'm listening for the protection or the run call. I'm listening for Sarah Sally, power right, power left. I'm listening for keywords that I know we need to walk up and make our calls. I don't know the routes. I mean, I know the depth of the pocket, so that can give me an indication towards the routes. If it's three, five, or seven, very rarely do you get seven these days. But if you get my point, like the quarterbacks who are on top of their own protection and know everything, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, those guys are fucking impossible to stop. On Monday Night Football, when I was a rookie, I was playing nose tackle. I was with the Jets. We all week. It was Velma and John Abraham and me and Tank Reed and Eric Coleman and all these dudes trying to confuse Tom Brady on Monday Night Football. And we're going to bring this fucking overload zone blitz and drop off. And we're going to pick it off. And Brable goes in the game at tight end. All he does is c- catch touchdowns, blah, 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 blah. And we run out there, and we're about to run it. And he hard counts us, said, Hut! and we all jump. And he walks up and he points right at Velma and goes, this shit ain't going to work. And looks right at Brable and, like, does this. And snaps <laughs> the ball and throws a touchdown to Mike and just starts talking shit. And we're all we run off the sideline, and we're like, "Bro, we're fucked." He already knows what we're doing. Now they could have been recording it, but I think he's just smart.
0: Yeah. Hey, real quick, before I bring Joe Madden in, uh, Matt, this transfer portal deal came out with a study uh, from nineteen to twenty. It looks at the FBS people that are forty-eight percent of them. Basically, are in either going to FCS, not getting signed at all, or going JUCO. I call the JUCO thing a lie. Uh, I believe JUCO is done. They have; they're not going to JUCO in 22. I know that for sure. Um, JUCO is kind of just dying in front of our very eyes, and I believe we're going to need JUCO back again. And I think the the Division One schools are making a very, very bad mistake by not recruiting high school and JUCO, and it is going to
2: implode uh, in front of our very eyes. So I've uh, I've totally changed my perspective on this in a week. Um, <laughs> Did I, I change it? Well, I'm 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 going more towards the way you think right now because I'm I'm watching and viewing something that's happening literally in front of me that I don't know how I feel about it. I'm like now just I'm the in there. man
0: to say this shit though, dog.
2: People well, yeah. don't like. I mean, I'm, I'm not like i am i am not too big. It's to a good thing we deal. argue because this is real shit. You come well, out and tell well, the well, truth.
1: Well, look, I, I'm, I'm not, not before sit you here, go on,
2: I, I appreciate you doing it. Before I'm you not sit here and beat the fucking drum if I don't agree anymore. And my mind continue. my I appreciate
0: you about to say, uh, I'm gonna let you finish. And, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta say this. I believe the ki- the reason I don't like it the most because in my opinion for the, when everyone uses the coach leaving and the kid leaving is the, is the same and it should be able to be done. And I don't agree with that at all. I believe the kid is the resource in this vessel. Sure I believe I. the kid can be gifted by God or whoever the gods are and he could be a freak of nature athletically. And the coach, the person who were bitching about leaving to better their family's life and salary, has all the bar- – he holds all the cards. He has to keep the job where he's at. He has to get the kid acclimated, get him graduated, get him taught. He has to teach him whatever it is, tough love or kissing his ass so he don't leave. And then the coach being able to take a better job is the same as the cat at Walmart being able to get a job at fucking Costco. You should be able to elevate as a grown-up who pays bills. These kids being put on the same pedestal as a grown-up is where I fight it. And I do not agree with it. I never will.
2: All right. So I disagree with if you're 18 years old and they can draft you to go to war, then you should be able to get paid to play football. So I disagree with you on that. But I do. I am swaying towards the way you feel about this in one regard. And that's if you're not a grad transfer, Mm. you really, you really, 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 really need to stay in school. And like, I don't really care about your situation. I don't care about your playing time. I don't care about your feelings being hurt. I don't care about what your parents think. I've literally had to turn away six or seven kids in the last week with their parents that I helped place. That are now pissed off at me because I refuse to help them transfer after I just helped them find an opportunity. So,
1: Matt, you're saying stay at the
2: current school. You want to make that clear. Stay at the school you're at. When you sign a letter of intent, you should want to stay there and you should do everything humanly possible to stay there for at least three years or try and get your degree because at that point, you're going to get on the field. Your emotional 18, 19 year old little kid bullshit will go away because. These kids aren't going in the transfer portal because they're being disrespected or they got screwed out of playing time. These kids are going in the portal because they feel like they got lied to in the recruiting process. They're going in the portal because, oh, well, my, all my buddies are in the portal and it's cool. Well, look, you know, what's not cool. Walking away from the opportunity you earned because everybody else is walking down that road. Like, I'm a huge proprietor of if I see everyone going left, I'm probably going to be like, fuck this, bro. I'm going right. And I don't even care what's right. I'm just not going that way. So the fact that all these people are going that way, I've just gotten to the point now where, especially after meeting with Prime and the way that I'm not saying what they're doing is wrong. They're using the system and the way it's set up to their advantage. They're going to take 40 grad transfers, 40 regular transfers and 20 high school kids. Now, brother, that is, in my opinion, that is a recipe for a quick fix, win a couple games, two, three, four years in a place, and then see what you can see. Um, and that's okay. It's been so bad for so long. Maybe they can turn it around that fast. But Matt. I still, I hold on. I still yeah. believe, I still believe wholeheartedly that college football and college is a place to find yourself as a man, to find out who you really are, to learn how to deal with adversity, I do think that you should be able to handle your your checkbook at 18 years old or find somebody that can help you. But at the same time, the NCAA is gonna have to do something about this, or somebody's going to have to, the Congress or whatever the fuck, somebody's gonna have to get involved with this because yeah. the corruption is going to run fucking yeah. wild with no rules.
1: Matt, right now, a lot of players are putting their name in the portal just to up their NIL deals. In other we words, did, going did, up for auction, yep. and they're trying to leverage their school. But I, I, I know we got to get going. But I want to say this: I actually think the toughest conversation, and you guys have had this. Sometimes the guys just staying better off staying at a school for four to five years if they want a red shirt. You get your degree and understand it's so rare to make the NFL. It's the toughest thing that even if you just become a, a role player or a special teamer and you earn a degree and you can say, I stayed at the school for four to five years, you've made it further than 99% of the people that ever put on pads. But there's a I pressure agree. to be pro from the family and friends. and That's the problem.
2: That's and when it that really starts. The last thing I'll say about this before we move on is I agree with you, Kim. It's, I'm so blessed to have – had the same head coach and the same position coach for five years. I know I played in a different era, but I'm glad I played when I did uh, even without the NIL money, because I didn't even have that option. So it wasn't something that even crept into my mind. I never thought about transferring or quitting. I only wanted to play at one place. That's not the way it is anymore. So Mm -hmm. they've got to figure out a way to limit the corruption and protect the kids in some way. And, but at the same time, I'm kind of, you know contradicting myself because i keep saying kids and coach jb keeps saying we shouldn't pay them because they're not adults and they're not paying bills but they are 18 so i'm really torn about this right now bro and i'm not i'm not ashamed to admit that in my head in the old duder's head uh there's a lot of strains in the old duder's head and my head's doing hula hoops around my ass trying to figure this out right now
0: (laughs) yeah i I don't know man i don't know where to go either you know i'm not i'm not against the Kids getting paid at all? I, I I I say it all the time. I just think two years ago when this thing happened, remember the guy I grew up with is the reason we have this fucking deal. It's, the deal the you have and a
2: problem it, with the system, not the payment.
0: Yes, and it's and I believe the nil the way they approached it with
2: name and likeness is the wrong reason, the wrong way to do it. To give up move by the NCAA. They were just like fuck it, no rules, do whatever you want. Never. And you know what
0: it, it is though. If we Matt, when we grew up and we were playing. Uh, uh, if the scholarship dollar would have been more for us and a way f- for our 10 semesters, our five years, right. Then, and then you, you're treated by like the division two model. In my opinion, five star, you get more money, four star, you get this three star, you get this. And then everybody gets a money allotment. Every single check comes and they know what they have. Because the backup right tackle, Matt, isn't selling jerseys at the student store. He's not getting the Cadillac deal, and he's not getting T-Mobile deals. And the problem with this is when they walk into the address, the head coach, and he's talking to the team, half of you are looking at him side-eyed because we're not getting paid like fucking Bryce Young is. And yep. the other half is like, I'm never going to sell a jersey in the student store.
2: I'm the third string fucking left corner. Hey, so, so yesterday, like I said, I had Shab on my podcast again. Go subscribe to Six Zero Podcast, Coach JB, Write something in the comments so they can go subscribe to my podcast. I've been <laughs> showing it on the bottom, so that- yeah, thank you. But uh, so I was talking to Shab about this. <laughs> You've got I tagged you on this, Coach. You got to go watch it when you're done with your show. But he starts talking about nil and jealousy, and he like brings up this hypothetical, and then immediately goes to this fucking time in like 2002 when our strength coach rented John Benay Ramsey's house. Yeah, no bullshit. It was cheap, and nobody wanted to live there, so our strength coach, the great Doc Crease, went and rented the house cheap, and then threw a party there. We watched Tyson and Lennox Lewis in the backyard, and he walks up to us at the end of the fight, and he's like, "Hey, Sean, Chesney." Hail, son. Watch, come down to the basement. I want to show you something. And we all walk down there, and he's like, and it's like me and Clatt and Shab and all my teammates. And we're like, what's up, Doc? And he goes, this is where it happened. And we're like, what? And he goes, John Bene Ramsey. And we're all like, what the fuck? And (laughs) and Shab looks at him and goes, don't you believe in ghosts? And Doc goes, Hail, son. I don't believe in that shit. I used to read the newspaper in the electric chair when I was a warden. And we're like, peace, Doc. So that's who I grew up with, dog. That's who raised me, a guy who who rented John Bonet Ramsey's house because it was cheap. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) That's what's on the podcast this week. Go check it the fuck out. Hey, so let me ask you guys something because I don't know if you guys talked about this. I got to get out of here. Like one minute, I got got Joe Madden sitting in the waiting room. Go ahead. But check this out. Would you trade an arms dealer for a basketball player? No, yeah. we. I already, already broke well, this. Hell, I wasn't here. I want to talk about it. So. Hey, well, Matt,
1: man, I got a question for you. We wrap it up. Was oh, that a worse trade than Denver with yes. Russell Wilson in Seattle?
0: <laughs> <Yes>. Hey, <laughs> let me ask you this, Matt. I told everybody the story already. I missed yesterday's show because I went to visit three of my my lifelong homeboys in jail. And oh as I was driving God. to jail, uh, the hour and a half drive, ESPN reports Brittany Griner was traded. And I literally thought it was the greatest thing ever. If I could have filmed it live, it would have been a a viral deal because I went to go see 3 of my homies. One has six years. He's been in four. One has two more. One has three left. All of them are for the same exact fucking thing Brittany Griner did Mm -hmm. in Russia, more or less. These guys did it in Compton, and And I had all three of them black males. What do you think about this, dog?
2: They're like, fuck her, man. I'm in here for the same thing. I, I'm a am I'm, I'm kinda stunned about it. I mean, this guy, the the merchant of death, have you okay. guys ever seen the movie Lord of War? Heard about it. That's this this fucking guy is who the Lord of War movie is like based on. And I love the movie. I, I think it's awesome, but in real life, that shit's not fucking cool. You can't you can't just release him for a a, a basketball player? I mean, come on, man. What the fuck are we... You know how weak we look as a country right now? Hey,
1: and you know, like, oh, think in basketball
2: it. now, never trade a big
1: man for a shooter.
2: So, <laughs> anyway. Or never trade Joanna man for a <laughs> you know, mercenary. What? Hey, man, I appreciate you guys jumping on this Friday. I mean, we Make sure you
0: follow Matt. Go see Matt. Go see Steve. I appreciate you guys, man. I'll talk to you next week. Peace! Later. Later. <laughs> uh, all right, without further ado... Uh, I got Joe Madden from Joe Madden Sports. Make sure you follow her on Twitter, Joe Madden Sports. And then uh, I'm going to let her break down all things Vegas Insider and the Hammer HQ. Joe, I appreciate you joining me this morning. I'm sorry to make you wait. Um, hate to make a beautiful woman wait i'm so sorry how are you doing
3: i'm doing good other than this eye twitch that might make it look like i'm winking at you the whole time here so i don't know what's going on the lights are bright this morning
0: hey, i like beautiful women winking at
3: me um, <laughs> okay well you're gonna get it that's for sure
0: hey no doubt hey so uh, explain to everybody what what you do i i kind of got everything on the ticker down there for what you do um what got you into doing what you do? Were you an athlete, your parents, coaches? I mean, what some people <laughs> I always ask women to come on the show, like what got you into this stuff? I love that you do it. I love the grind and the hustle I see. Um, what got you into this and what what are you actually doing with everything you got going?
3: Okay, so long story short, how I got What got me into sports was my dad. Okay, so you've got to look at my dad. And he did not have a team, but he rooted for the underdog. He rooted for whoever was coming into town. He was against the home team each and every game. He was the guy in the stands that, like, seriously, you're like, what the heck is wrong with this guy, right? He's the only one standing there cheering for the underdog. So his love of that. And also, I grew up in Australia. So growing up in Australia, I played netball played netball coming over here. But when I was a kid, um, my mom, waitress, my dad worked long weeks. And so on the weekends, my dad you know, took us to the track. He worked pit crew. He was always getting us involved in all things sports. So the love came from there. How I got into the betting side, it was kind of a fluke. I'm going to be honest. I was betting with friends, that kind of thing. My guy friends are always like, like, Joe, you know what you're doing tell us your picks. We want to beat like our friends. So I did. And, um, then I wrote this article cause I was single and I was dating. Well, coach, what do you think guys want to bet when you're single and you're dating sexual favors? It's like, what the hell?
0: Really? I wrote this- yeah.
3: yeah. I wrote this rant that was longer than my arm posted it up. Well, My mother called me within like 30 seconds of this article going up. And she was like, you got to take that down. It's like, no. (laughs) She was like, yeah, you do. She's like, I can't have people thinking my daughter is like betting sexual favors." I'm like, I am not. This is what I'm getting proposition. This is not cool. People need to realize what females go through. And she shook her head. She didn't want to talk to me for a week. Long story short, I got picked up by a local company in Calgary to talk sports betting. Sadly, my co-host was a bigger fake than any other guy I'd met. Went out solo on my own and then um, really got involved with a bunch of different companies a couple of years ago. So it's been great.
0: Love your accent. Uh, I, I see it. You're fighting it. It's, coming, it's becoming more Canadian, uh, <laughs> United States based now.
3: Yeah, it's really a mix. The more I talk to more Americans, you know, I'm a chameleon of accents. I really think so.
0: Hey. It is what it is. Um, so look, you uh, you do betting. Um, I put some things on the on the on the deal down here. PTV yeah. bets and the Hammer HQ and Vegas Insider. What are those uh, involvements?
3: Okay, so the one um, better than Vegas, I host a show every Thursday, the happy hour kickoff. We've also got lots of soccer content that I'm helping put out as well. So that's a lot of fun. They are um, sponsored by Betfred Sportsbook. So we have a lot of fun on those shows, just our show that we did the other day. We had so many laughs. It's like I get to throw a match and the spark lights between the three guys on the show. So it's a lot of fun. Um, the Hammer Network. I do a show every Monday with them, the Edge podcast. Um, that is all hockey. I don't know if you know, coach, but I absolutely love hockey. I do a daily show with hockey. Um, puck it with Joe. So, so much fun always.
0: Really, yeah, I got some hockey fans in here. Jeremiah, he lives in Alaska. He's a huge hockey buff, so we he he does uh, his own show, I believe, on YouTube. He's a hockey guy. So I'm an LA Kings guy, obviously being in LA. So you know, when Gretzky came over here and w- we were a big thing, we we couldn't get it done. We got to the finals, but but since we've won two Stanley Cups, so you know, LA is a hockey town now. I'm just kidding, but um,
3: <laughs> I yeah. love I love your um, LA Knights. Or sorry, L.A. Kings. L.A. Yeah. Kings. I, just night. Night.
0: I went to a Vegas night game when I was yep. in Vegas. I, I That was crazy. Vegas was supporting hockey like crazy. I, I didn't know that was a big thing, but it, it was. What's your take on Baker Mayfield last night coming out of nowhere and doing what he did?
3: I tell you, I was so disappointed in that game. Baker Mayfield had, what, 24 hours to prepare. With three minutes left, they were able to get that win completely breakdown of the Raiders. I didn't think it was going to be possible. I had I bet on the Raiders, of course, laying the six points. I didn't think it was enough. Um, when I placed my bet earlier in the week, Baker Mayfield wasn't a question mark. But even once I found out, I was still feeling comfortable. How the hell, coach, did he come in and drive so well with his players, making an astonishing comeback? We saw Brady do it the other week against the Saints. It's like, how did he play? Like, Brady out there with three minutes left. I don't get it. I don't understand it it at all.
0: I said it this morning, but I said it last night when I was watching. I was like, man, this gives me some Brady New Orleans vibes from last Sunday when they were down the same amount. I'm like, two touchdowns and wins the game. They're still only down two scores. 16-3. to Hey, the Raiders uh, deserve. I mean, sometimes you do win games, in my opinion, Joe. Uh, The Raiders lost that game not only with the guy doing the unsportsmanlike conduct issue, then, the, then they run that coverage, yeah. which basically tells the quarterback, there is where I'm throwing the football. And the better man won the game, won, and the receiver beat the corner. Touchdown. Baker Mayfield uh, comes away looking like gold and he may have just saved his career. And uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, who knows where the Rams are at right now and influx they got with the injuries and at Matt Stafford. And plus, the whole team after winning the Super Bowl has kind of been just riddled with injuries and the roster. Uh, I didn't believe it was very good anyway, but. Uh, Yeah, I feel
3: for them. And I I feel for the Raiders. You know, that was their seven out of their last eight games have been a loss within one possession. They get up on these teams and it's heartbreaking to see them just completely fall apart. I don't understand it. I don't know what is happening there. I don't know if this is um, a locker room issue.
0: Yeah, I believe it is, because McDaniels, every time he's been a head coach, has had a lack of discipline, but that's a whole nother ballgame. Uh I want to play a game with you. Um okay. I got this right here. If we repicked, all right, and if you're yeah. a betting person, we repicked this draft from 21. This would be my draft pick. Um, this is what I how I would kind of pick it. Uh I agree with the person that did this. How do you kind of see it? because this is where they would be. Micah Parsons would be a jet right now. And just imagine what that team would look like.
3: Oh, I could not imagine Parsons over there on the jets. This defense is already so legit with Parsons. It would be absolutely phenomenal. I was really hoping um, the chargers could get Parsons. I knew they weren't going to be able to, but he is just an absolute stud there. I agree with you, Trevor Lawrence staying with the Jaguars Just looking at the rest. Um, Slater, we know he is out, right? Slater with the Chargers. He got injured. Do we know if he's coming back next season? I was trying to find. There's still so many question marks. We know the whole season he's out.
0: Yeah, I don't know. He's a big-time player, too. Uh, That's a critical one right there, but imagine that being swapped right there because you imagine – but you know what? I don't know if I like that situation because – the quarterback situation in Frisco, I don't believe is cl- close to Joe Burrow. So I don't believe Jamar Chase is who he is right now. If he does go to Frisco and that yeah. is one. And then the other one, Patrick Sertan, he's great. I, I think he's a top three or four corner in the league already, but I never would take a corner over a big time left tackle. And so yeah. I would have kept some, uh, Sewell from Oregon, the big time Polynesian left tackle. He is a, uh, a key element in that O line. So that is a just I don't know if you take a corner over a tackle, but I don't know. The other ones are interesting. Uh Waddle, he would have stayed, so that's good. And then Fields goes to the to the Panthers, which I think would probably have been a better situation than where he's at right now because the Bears have no offensive line or wide receivers and you never know what happens with Guys like Robbie Anderson that's been traded since and other guys that have happened uh, in, in that room, they had more, at least they had some weapons in, in Carolina for Justin Fields. But again, it was still another program or organization that's not really good. But I just wanted to get your p- take on that. It's interesting. I th- I saw that and I was like, it's pretty interesting. Uh,
3: I feel for Justin Fields. We have to talk about him. You know, he has no support there. We saw him so successful in Ohio state coach, what happens to these players coming out of Ohio state, the quarterbacks, they just do not have good careers. What is it? Is it because they're going high in the draft to lower scale teams and then getting injured? Is that the problem here?
0: Both. I, I, I don't know if you've seen what I've said in the past, but I'm, I think quarterback play at a all, is at an all-time low, and that goes from high yeah. school to college, NFL. I just think the way that we're running things now with high-tempo offenses, RPO, we don't really teach verbiage. We don't teach protections or coverages. The kids are more athletic than they've ever been, but they're not good quarterbacks. And yeah. we are failing them at an all-time rate as a coaches. And I always say you either coach it or allow it. We've allowed a lot of things to get away from us in that position, particularly. And when they get to the NFL, putting it all together, Lawrence goes to a bad organization. We can go back in history um, and look at the guys that have been drafted highly that go to bad situations that you never hear of again, or we never know if they were really going to be any good. We don't know if, Brady gets drafted somewhere else. Is he Tom Brady? And Drew Bledsoe, who is – is Drew Bledsoe Tom Brady right now? We don't really know these things because a lot of people get drafted to certain places. And I argue this one. Imagine this. Eli Manning not demanding a get traded from the Chargers. You can argue that (laughs) Eli Manning is the Philip Rivers. You can argue he's Philip Rivers' career. He don't win two Super Bowls probably.
3: Absolutely. I've always said that about poor Philip Rivers. If he wasn't with the Chargers, give him the time that Tom Brady had in the pocket. You know, it was only what half a second more, but that half a second more makes a huge difference, right? So the coaching, the offensive line, everything really affects these quarterbacks career.
0: Yeah, it's where you go. It's the, it's kind of just how it ends up being. I mean, you know, Daniel Jones comes in. I, I think he's I think he's big time athletically, right? I know yeah. he don't have an O-line either. He has no wide receivers. He's been to three head coaches, four offensive coordinators. I can say the same about Sam Darnold. And I can say the same about other quarterbacks. And I always, and I always bring it up. And I'm like, well, look, it's kind of uh, your luck of the draw. It's kind of the lottery. You get picked up to go to certain places. And sometimes those organizations bury you. And especially if you're starting as a rookie right out of college who's really not don't have a clue about protections or 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 coverage. And we're expecting these guys to do these great things, and we're really setting them up for failure when they come from college where there's a this is the play on the sideline, and then they and then when they get to the NFL, they're in a huddle making this huge call that's this long, and they're like lost. And they're like, damn. So so we're setting up to fail in college. Uh, because of all the sexiness, we want to be sexy and go fast yeah. and, look, and look cute and no huddle and all these things. Well, when you get to the NFL, the truth of the matter is everybody's All-Americans in college on NFL yep. rosters, no matter how bad the NFL team is at that time. Their players are, are all combined better than what you saw in college, and everyone's faster and everyone's smarter. And now you're getting thrown to the wolves, so to speak, and these quarterbacks are set up to failure. And I just see it at an all-time low. And it's unbelievable. If you get around the right situation, Peterson comes in replacing Urban Myers, never coached in the NFL. And that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence kind of showing why he was a first round pick.
3: Yeah, absolutely. We got to give our hats off to Trevor Lawrence. He has played some fantastic games so far this season. I have to ask you, we saw the draft of 2020 Herbert and Tua went Miami picked up Tua and then the Chargers picked up Herbert. Do you think Miami should have picked up Justin Herbert? I think he has more talent. If he was with Miami, I think he would be having a phenomenal season,
0: yeah, that's the argument everyone asks. I know people keep bringing that one up in particular. I don't yeah. you know it's it's kind of it's kind of like a half dozen six of the other. I don't know if that's uh, something you can say because, You never know. The situations are totally different. You know, Miami maybe don't get Tyreek Hill if they had to get Herbert. Maybe the situation's different in who they went after because of Herbert's skill set compared to Tua. Tua's – people talk about how – his the talk about Tua, in my opinion, is very, very swayed. I don't believe he's that accurate. I don't believe he can throw the deep ball very well. I think that – but I do believe he's a nutty-gutty winner, and he is winning football games. But I do think that what happened with him and Frisco, which I said would happen eventually, is going to what is what we're going to see going forward towards the playoffs if they make it. Uh, there is a kryptonite for him, and it is a front four that can get to the passer and play coverage because he doesn't have the arm skill set as a Herbert and an Allen a Mahomes. He can't throw those balls in there, but he is doing a great job. I think uh, myself and Sean Salisbury talk about it on our football show. We you know, he was up there for the Heisman. Uh, we have to take him out now. Uh, I mean, Heisman MVP. He yeah. uh, We had to take him out of there now after the last performance. And I think Jalen Hurts probably is taking over that role right now, even though I, I kind of put him in the same boat, Joe. I think yeah. Jalen is inconsistent when it comes to the crunch time of the season, too. And I'm curious to see if he can keep consistent and throw for 300 yards like he did last week, 380, uh, which was uh, one of his best games. I don't know, but... It's going to be interesting. Herbert's a big time talent, but I think the head coach in charge at the Chargers has really, really put this team in a bad situation, and I don't know if he makes it out of this season uh, as a head coach.
3: No, I keep hearing little birdie saying uh, Sean Payton will be the head coach of the Chargers. I'm really hoping so.
0: See that? It, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if Cowboys implode and do what Cowboys always do and choke. Uh, <laughs> pain- what
3: the Cowboys choke seriously? <laughs>
0: No doubt. You know, I don't know if Sean Payton's an LA guy, like California guy. I just don't know. I I know Sean, he's a great dude. One of his best friends is a good friend of mine. I don't, I see him down in the South Midwest more as far as what he, just his personality, but he could be here. Um, It would be a big splash higher. Um, But there's some other jobs that are probably going to come open on on what we call Black Monday in this profession. Uh, This is the day after the last game of the season where a lot of head coaches get fired in the NFL. And, uh, you know, I could see Sean coming to the West Coast. I just don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Staley just seems to keep using these analytics. And uh, I just don't know what.
3: Staley's got to go.
0: When did it take over common sense, Joe? I got to Yeah, you.
3: exactly. Exactly. Staley's made so many mistakes out there on the field. I just, I can't back our head coach. You know, we look at even last year against the Raiders in that one game. We both would have been moving on after that game if he didn't make that stupid call. So I shake my head every time at him.
0: What do you think about the college playoffs? Um, Who you got winning it? Georgia, like everyone
3: else? I think Georgia. How can you go against Georgia? This team is just so phenomenal. You can't look any other way. There is no other way. I'm a big Ohio State fan, and Ohio State losing to Michigan again, second time in a row just heartbreaking this team needs to get back on track next season don't know if they can i think michigan now has their number and i think it's in ohio state's head
0: Ooh, um yeah i have zach smith on my show every monday who's uh, used to coach at ohio state so uh, he talks about it on his show minister sports all the time uh the other bowl games kind of meaningless. You got guys now sitting out bowl games, sitting out playoff games. Ohio State's receiver sitting out his own playoff game, which to me is just why we have what we have. Uh, we have all time high transfer portal numbers. Um, we have so many other things going on, but it, it's kind of unfortunate. Um, NFL wise, uh, let me let me give you this though. I believe yeah. that Alabama is the only team that could beat Georgia, and we didn't put them in. We put TCU in above them. Um, yeah. I just think we need to put the best teams in, not just the fa- the team that has the most sex appeal right now, which TCU has done because I believe the quarterback, Dugan, has just played his ass off. And I think that he has so much respect across the country for what he's been yeah. doing. I think they put that team in specifically for it, that reason. But I could be wrong.
3: Yeah, Max Dugan just looking absolutely phenomenal out there for TCU. So it's one of those situations where... I understand that they do it for the fan base, but I, I don't really understand how they get to some of these decisions. So it's kind of mind boggling. Cause you're right. Alabama. So strong.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, they lose two games that are tight and yep. uh, you know, it is what it is. I don't know if that's the case, but we'll see what happens. I, uh then everyone's leaving the transfer. Everyone's entering the transfer portal. Uh, I know you've heard about the news. It's all over the place. Deion Sanders takes the Colorado job. A lot of people are bashing him for leaving uh, Jackson State. I am not one of those people. But what do you think about Dion to Colorado, who's been a team down for 20 years?
3: Yeah, great move for Colorado and great move for him, I think, as well. Mean, you know, he's taken Jackson State undefeated so far since he's been there and He's due for a change. So good for him. Um, I think he can turn Colorado around. I think he will do phenomenal there. So I can't knock him. How can you knock someone from taking a different job? I, I don't know. Like,
0: yeah. it's like saying, you know, Joe, you're going to turn down ESPN to stay with now with disrespect for what you're doing, but it's like, okay, ESPN is going to call you and offer you $5 million a year. I think you're probably leaving. I am.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. That's what's going to happen. Mean,
0: just saying, like I don't understand. Um, the, the, the awards are coming out in the college landscape. Um, and then we want to, we want to go over, you know, the Heisman's coming up and then, yep. we, you know, the, 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 the Brock Bowers, he won the best tight end award. You got Max Dugan. He won the Johnny Unitas award. Will Anderson wins a defensive player, the Bronco Nagurski award, Dick Buckus award went to Iowa's Jack Campbell. And we have all these sunny dykes at TCU won coach of the year. Um, The Doak Walker Award went to the Texas running back, B. John Robinson. And this is normal talk, Joe, but this is what's not normal. And that's why I do this show and I'm so different. Now we're rating the transfer portal. According to ESPN, they're rating the top transfer portal quarterbacks. That is why we have this problem, in my opinion, across America and why we have so many. We're giving it too much attention. And if we're rating transfer portal kids, just like they are coming out of high school, we have a fundamental issue. And transfer portal kids shouldn't be rated like they've already I done don't think so either. two or three in some cases with the kid at West Virginia, who's now going into his fourth school in four years. So uh, out of these guys, though, Devin Leary, is ranked number one, and according to ESPN, he's the quarterback leaving NC State. Yeah, Um, and then you got dj who's leaving clemson and now they're saying dj's number one school he's put out a list of seven schools ucla's one oregon's two notre dame auburn oregon state florida and miami do you see any of those schools taking dj and do you think dj can turn it around and become that guy who's going to get uh back on the heisman watch or nfl watch
3: you know what? He could. And I could see Miami pick him up. But here's my thing. From a coaching standpoint, do you want a guy that's quitting this early on his team? You know, you haven't even made it through bowl season. You're already saying, OK, get me the hell out of here. I don't see why coaches would. Um,
0: are we doing it now? That's the unfortunate part. I know. And that's the thing.
3: We are taking these players. And I don't like it for the long term. Right. It's like we're creating this generation of kids that just want to oh, it's hard here, or I don't like it, we're not winning. Let me move on to another team. I'm going to do better there. I don't like the whole thought process going behind the transfer portal and being so easy for these kids to jump into it.
0: Yeah, it's bad. I don't know why there's no regulation. I don't understand it. The NIL just um, compiled this whole drama, and I think now we've got you know 19,000 uh, FBS kids in the portal. I think we have 9,
3: 9,000. Yeah, 19,000. 19,
0: that's just FBS, and I think you have nine in FCS, and then I think there's ten thousand females in the portal for softball, soccer, and mm-hmm. basketball, and so there's fifty thousand portal kids in there. Which That's crazy? Uh, I just don't get. I just don't get it. Um, and no, coaches don't do it, John Robinson. That's where you're wrong. And We're gonna break that down later on. Uh, I don't know. It's unbelievable. What's your take? When people say coaches can leave jobs, why can't kids? What's your
3: take? Oh, you know what? I I think coaches, they should be able to leave jobs. But I look at the kids here in this situation, and, yes, I understand. If you've got a stellar talent, I think coaches should put kids up for transfer. It's like, look, these kids would do better. Because as a coach, you know your players that, hey, look, this kid has a future in the league if he plays on a stronger team. And I think that should be the coach's responsibility. Yes, a lot of coaches aren't going to do that because they want a winning team. But I think if it comes down to more the coaches and more than just a player just being able to jump ship, I think that would be a better situation.
0: I I take it like this. I don't believe the kid deserves to because he hasn't earned the right. But we're giving him car keys to the Ferrari and the Lambo and the Benzo and all these things before they even learn how to drive where coaches have been doing this for a long time, have put kids through college, paid mortgages, light bills, et cetera. We know why this is a business, and we understand it. But guess what? It's also salary-driven, and we are we should be able to better our family's futures yep. and protect them with financial you know, monetary manner. And these kids have yet to do that, and we're putting them on the same pedestal as a grown man at 17 mm-hmm. and 18 years old and when you start to give them this amount of money, they now believe they are adults. Even though they're 18, I don't believe you're adults. I believe you are 18, and legally you can be an adult, but I don't believe you understand what a grown man really entails or a grown woman. And I just don't know if people understand that, and I just don't – I don't understand how people don't grasp that concept. You haven't well, earned it yet. Show well, me how is- earn it.
3: Exactly. And we even see these young players in the NFL, the same sort of issues. All of a sudden they've come from a family where they don't have a lot of money and then they have all of this money and the partying and everything gets the better of them. And they look in 20 years, their money is blown. So I really think someone needs to do a better job of helping these kids understand, you know, this career in playing sports isn't going to last forever. There has to be money management. They need to sit these kids down.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of financial advisors out there, but they don't take advantage of them. I used to do it with my kids every 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 Monday. Um, I'd have someone come speak to them about finances and stuff like that, and it's just unfortunate that people don't think about it because it's a meat market, unfortunately, Joe, and the kids are the pieces of meat in the market, and a lot of these coaches are so disgenuine. They're so dishonest. They're such car salesmen. And the kids got to do a better job with their parents, selecting the school and the program. So we're not putting out words that don't mean anything like decommitment. That's not even a real word in the dictionary, but we're using it at all time high because these kids don't understand what commitment is. You already committed to a school. You already committed to a female or a man. Now we're seeing you divorced at all time rate. We're seeing decommitment letters every single day. Yeah. And it starts with how many hats they wear on the podium when they select their school. They want to make it a mockery and put on six hats just to clown the other school. And then I hate
3: got- that. I hate and that. The first I time know. I saw that, I was like, what the hell is happening right now? Why? And you don't understand this. Yeah.
0: The school that got disrespected on the hat podium deal yeah. are still taking the kid once they enter the portal two years later. And I'll be like, I remember the day you changed hats on me. I'm not taking your butt. And I just don't get yep. it. Like, it blows my mind. I, I, I'm just like, man, I wouldn't take you at all. I don't know if you heard this story. I appreciate you coming on here uh, with me this morning. I don't know if you heard this story, but Wisconsin had a receiver who, de- who basically left him high and dry, committed to another school, left there, and now he's coming back. And Luke Fickle just took the job leaving Cincinnati. Yeah, He's accepting him back. And it's just why we have what we have. So yep. At some point, we got to cut it off and say enough is enough. And when are we going to do it? And when are these guys with these platforms like Luke Fickle and Deion Sanders and these other people going to say enough is enough? I'm not taking you back. You already shit it on me. So- yeah,
3: exactly. But I think it comes down to greed again. You've got like this top player, we're letting them have these attitudes. And I think it all comes back to we have to hold athletes at a higher standard in a certain situation because. The youth do look up to these athletes. So what the younger generations coming up are seeing is these athletes acting this way. So what's the next generation coming up going to act like?
0: Uh, it's a, it, That's just like I said. I've been talking about the TOs of the world and all these guys from years ago. When they do these crazy things on TV, The youth sees it, and then they end up doing it. And this is the youth that we saw looking at TO, looking at Brandon Marshall, dropping balls in practice on purpose, yeah. and and you see these people doing these things. This is the generation now that's up here looking around like this. We're giving NIL money to high school kids now. So it is definitely going to be an issue uh, going forward. So I don't know. Who's your NFL MVP? Um, who wins a Super Bowl? And uh, I need to know. What's wrong with my Lakers? I need to know in that order, Joe. You gotta get- I, okay,
3: we're going to start with the Lakers first. I don't know what the hell is wrong with the Lakers. They cannot get anything done. If you're fading the Lakers this season, you're absolutely making money because they're not doing well at all. Um, Super Bowl, I, you know what? The Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals, I don't know which one makes it through here, but I love both of their chances, and I think whichever team makes it there will win the Super Bowl. I think so much talent on both of these teams. Lots of people not believing the Bengals have the ability to do it, but I really do think that they can. Um, I love what we're seeing out of the Bengals. That offensive line just has to hold solid, and Joe Burrows will be able to get them there. We saw them just crush Casey again. Three times in a row. It's awesome to see.
0: I picked them to win a Super Bowl. I I, I not win. I picked him to go to the Super Bowl last year against the Rams, which I I won some money on. I actually picked it well before the season even started on my show. So I was the only one I, I knew that picked that Super Bowl, and I said the Rams would beat them. But I got Burrow as a as the top. I put him on the and definitely in the top three. But he's probably number one for me right now. If, if I picked a franchise start, I start Joe Burrow as my first pick.
3: Yeah, you have to look at Joe Burrows here for MVP. He's having an absolutely phenomenal season. I love his grit. He's, he's a tough quarterback out there. You know, he is not going for these five-mile slides that it looks like, right? He is digging down deep, and he's been able to get these plays going. So I think he gets MVP. I'm so sad to see Lamar um, get injured here. Him not playing this weekend. I don't know how long he's going to be out, but Lamar is another one. He wears his heart on his sleeve and he gives everything he's got to his team. I'd like if he didn't get injured for him to still be at the top of that MVP conversation, but with him out right now, it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. I, when it comes to Lakers, AD just to me is just so, so soft. I think he's just going to bow out eventually again. Um, everyone picks these Clippers and then, you know, you haven't even had Kawhi and the Lake Clippers are bad and I mean, it's, it's, it's all tied up to everything we're talking about, Joe. We are so soft in society that we just cannot. We have to have load management, take days off, do this. And you wonder why the portal is so great in college because they see guys in the professional leagues doing what they're doing. And I'm just a true believer of that. I don't know what you think, but I, I'm thinking that way.
3: Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think our society as a whole is too soft right now. That's the biggest advantage, I think, of growing up in Australia with an Australian father. I moved to Canada at 15, but um, Australians know how to not take everything freaking personally. Uh, I couldn't imagine if I grew up just like a true-blooded Canadian. My mom's Canadian, and I see how personally she takes some things. She has that little bit of edge for living in Australia for a while, but... I tell you, Canadians are a lot softer than Australians. Australians know that sometimes it's just a freaking joke and you got to laugh it off.
0: I love Australia. I got a huge following from Australia. It's unbelievable. After the show came out, I have so many Australians came out and followed me and I'm like, wow. So, uh, And you guys have gorgeous women there, by the way. Um, I got to throw that out there. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah my dad's living the life he lives six months in australia six months in new zealand actually so he's back and forth he's loving life down there lives on the sunshine coast i
0: gotta go to i gotta make a visit in my life there i just don't know if i want to take a 24-hour plane ride
3: it is completely worth it completely worth it you Can you so boat? do
0: Can i like take a boat or something uh, I can't uh, get a boat either. No, I,
3: can't. I, I think that would take you weeks if you take a boat, have a couple drinks, go sleep on the plane, wake okay. up. You'll be in the sunshine.
0: That's a long flight, man. I, woo, <laughs> I don't know if I could do it, Joe. Uh, <laughs> what's next for you, Joe? What do you got in the, uh, in the fire cooking?
3: What I got in the fire cooking today is actually quite a busy day. I got my pocket with Joe coming up every day, every weekday at three 30. Eastern weekends coach. It really depends on what time, I get out of bed. We know these games kick off early. It is an hour before the games kick off, always at least. But I try to kick it off nice and early for everyone. Um, what else do I have today? I have my picks and props show where I'm bringing on a couple handicappers. It's going to be a good day. So looking forward to it.
0: Hey, it's a great day to have a great day. Make sure you guys follow Joe on all aspects on the ticker below. Uh, follow her on Twitter. And uh, she does a heck of a job. I can't thank you enough for joining me, Joe. And uh, hopefully uh, we can have you back on and uh, drop this knowledge on these people because they we all need some betting help.
3: Well, I will definitely, definitely come in again. Take the Denver Broncos team total under 16 and a half this weekend. There's no way. Their team total last weekend was 14 and a half. They're not getting over 16 and a half in this game this weekend. I just have no faith in really? a Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos against the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Yeah, I just find that as a trap game. I see it as a trap game as a coach after Denver lost. They, I mean, I mean, after Kansas City lost, they're going to come in as being pissed off, everyone thinks. But I think that the Denver defense is so good, but do they buy into Russell Wilson just keep screwing them over? I don't know. Let me ask you this one yep. before you get out of here. My favorite line, by the way, before you get out of here. Um, Jets-Bills. <laughs> Uh, Buffalo, the Jets by uh, ten. I don't like that.
3: No, give me the Jets all day. They've already beat them once this year, and that was with Zach Wilson. We have Mike White coming out here for the Jets. He is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. I don't care what anyone says. Um, take the Jets plus the points. Sprinkle. They've already done it once. I could see it happening again. The Jets just have their number. And like you said, like we talked about earlier, their defense is completely legit. This defense could get something done. Now all I'm gonna always think as I wish uh, Parsons was over there with them. Now that you've said that, I know, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, do the Browns have a shot to cover five and a half versus Cincinnati?
3: No. No, I think the Bengals come out flying in this one. I just don't think the Browns can get it done with Deshaun Watson there. I think it's going to be a struggle. We saw him make some terrible attempts in his last game last week versus the Texans. Yes, they got the win, but this was over a terrible Texans team. I think um, Deshaun eats a lot of dirt here. I think the defense of the Bengals are going to be all over him.
0: Um. All right. We don't care about Texans Cowboys. Um Vikings-Lions is a critical one because the Lions are on fire. I don't know if I'd want to play the Lions if I was any other franchise right now. The Lions, uh, but they have Vikings favored by, or Detroit favored by two in this one. Do you like that one?
3: Okay, this is one of those lines that looks kind of trappy, right? We have the Vikings rolling in here, 10-2 and on the season. The Detroit Lions, 5-7, and okay? But they're the favorites here at home. It feels trappy. I'm going to look at the total. It's 51 and a half. I think it does go over this. If the Lions can win this game, it is because they can put the points on the board. I don't trust the defense of either of these teams, both teams, allowing these points to come in. I think he can take Kirk Cousins to throw an interception because we know he's so good at doing that. Um, this should be a higher scoring one.
0: Wow. Um, Titans-Jags aren't it doesn't intrigue me, but this Eagles-Giants game is a critical one philly favored by seven they just beat a good tennessee titans game team is this another team game where the eagles kind of come back down to earth or do they beat the giants uh philly's favored by seven
3: i think they win it but i don't know if they cover the spread it's a lot of points here and with two teams that love to run the ball i think we have a tighter game here i'd be looking at that under 44 and a half because i think you know, we're going to have clock management, both these teams running that ball. I don't see the points coming on fast in this one.
0: You are very knowledgeable in this. Uh, You already said your chiefs and Broncos game, Uh, the Ravens stillers without Lamar um, stillers at five and seven. I don't think they're an outside uh, a chance to get in, but there's two other games. I just want to get your pick on bucks Niners uh, in California. Tom Brady coming back home to his neck of the woods, Santa Clara area. Uh, they got Frisco favored by three and a half.
3: The Bucks and the 49ers. This is going to be. It's going to be a hard game, I think, either way. You know, we have Tyler Huntley coming in here for the San Francisco 49ers without Jimmy G. Brady looked absolutely terrible versus the Saints until the last couple of minutes. Same story as we saw last night yeah, on mean, a Thursday bro- night. Vocal. Pardon?
0: You mean Brock Purdy.
3: Brock Purdy. Oh yeah, Brock Purdy. Sorry, Brock Purdy coming out here. Uh-uh. Um, Tyler all- Huntley is coming out-, yeah. out for, yeah, switch that. Mr. Irrelevant. That's what we call Brock Purdy. Why does he get this name, Mr. Irrelevant? So.
0: Yeah, last pick.
3: Yeah, I don't know. This uh- one is going to be a defensive game all day. I think it's going to be a hard one. You. It's so hard to bet against Brady. Brady, now, even with the Bucs, is my kryptonite. He was my kryptonite with the Patriots. I'm not going to be betting on a side in this one. I'm going to bet the under 37 and a half. This total is so low. But we look at the Bucs. They are not getting these points on the board. And how's Brock Purdy going to come out in this one? I don't know if they can get the points on the board. I'm going to keep with the under.
0: That's a good point. Um, Dolphins Chargers. Last one. I got to ask you Dolphins Chargers. Uh, the Chargers lose. I think they're done. Uh, they have to stay there six and six. Miami's favorite by three in California here in L.A. Um, Dolphins have to come West two weeks in a row. Now, yeah. uh, what do they do?
3: This is a primetime game for the L.A. Chargers. I want to say that they're going to come out and keep this one tight. Do I have faith in my Chargers with all the freaking injuries they're dealing with? Like we already talked about Slater out here for the Chargers. He protected Herbert's blind side. Without Slater in here, I think it was the biggest problem for this team and Joey Bosa. We know those two elements have ruined the chargers. I think they keep it tight. I think Miami probably pulls off the win here. We know Tua is not a hundred percent as well, but I could still see a lot of points coming up on this board. So Mike McDaniel is saying he's confident that Tua will play in this one. So this is going to be a hard one here, but I think this is a two point game, not a three point game.
0: No doubt. Um, I appreciate it. It's uh you are great at speaking. Go follow her. If you don't if you don't get it from what you just heard, you better go follow her now. And her picks are right on point. A lot of people in the chat say they follow you already, and you have been head knocked on dead accurate. So I appreciate you, Joe. And I wish you the best. And I will have to get you back on uh, before the Super Bowl so we can get your picks so I can win some money.
3: Absolutely. I can't wait to come back on and thank you so much for having me today. It was an absolute pleasure to start my morning with you.
0: Thanks so much. Appreciate thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Uh, appreciate Joe jumping on. Uh, pound the like button, subscribe, become a member. Big UFC weekend, Wido said as well. Um, Wido, man, I keep getting your answer, your question. Uh, Wido keeps asking about the portal. Um, he asks about kids in the portal. Do they continue to go to class? They can go to class online. They can stay in class too, or some of them get out because they're ignorant, and then they end up losing that scholarship completely. Some of them can keep it while they're in the portal and still go back. Unbelievably, that is another issue, in my opinion, that the NCAA faces. They need to, if you get in the portal, you should lose all aspects to the college that you left. In my opinion, you should lose all all privileges. You shouldn't be able to stay in school. Because if you get a scholarship obligation from the university that gives you 10 semesters, five years paid, and if you leave, then you're done. Just like if you get cut, you're done. I don't understand why we have this teeter-totter thing. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, it is what it is, but that's what it is, in my opinion, and uh, it is what it is. Uh, UFC breaking news. I don't know what it is because I don't know anything about that, but we'll see. Um, yeah, D- hey, D- dion has got the bag. They're giving him the money, and he's going out and hiring good coaches and uh it's a good thing it's a good day to have a good day and it's a great day in boulder colorado if you're a boulder colorado fan so he's putting together a good staff uh hopefully my boy darian hagan gets named the running back coach here today uh we're waiting on that that's the last one um so we'll see what happens so we'll we'll see uh At Capo Capping, make sure you follow my boy Capo uh, Hector in the chat on Twitter and on YouTube. He does a betting show as well. He talks all things betting. Hector does a great job as well. And then go check out my boy Wido. He's putting together all kind of different clips on his podcast. Uh, He does a hell of a job. He's had some women on his show recently talking about dildos and vibrators, and I thought it was funny as hell. So go follow uh, Wido uh as he's getting that show going um uh, appreciate everybody in the chat man i don't know what you guys have got going on this weekend a lot of football a lot of uh nba a lot of things head on over to betonline.ag use the promo code believe b-l-e-a-v and go get you some canada dips man go get you some dips right here bam and uh canada cbd.com use the promo code coach jb I'm in a contest. I want to win it. Go get you some dip cans. Uh, I will be in Dallas, like, as I said, next week. I'll be traveling uh, Monday to head to Dallas for the Army All-American game that I'm coaching in with a lot of people, from Houston Nuts to Scott Frost to Sean Salisbury, Noel Mazzoni. uh, Star-studded lineup. We have All-American high school players in the game. They'll be announcing their decisions on where they're going during the game. I believe it's live. It's on ESPN or Fox. I'm not sure. Uh, I got to find that out, but it'll be on next Saturday, not this Saturday, but next Saturday in Dallas at the star. Uh, I will be in Dallas. If you guys want to come chop it up, come on down. I'm a real one. I'll talk. I'm not a superstar celebrity. Like a lot of these fucks who hide from their people. I am one of the people. So come on through, check it out. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. Come through and hear it all. Um... I like Joe's picks. Uh, She's pretty smart when it comes to that. That's probably why she's successful in the betting world. She seems to know what the hell she's doing. A lot of discussion. Desmond Ritter is going to take over for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Brittany Griner is free back in America. So I guess she just gets off for time served in Russia, I guess. Who knows? Fucking unbelievable joke. LeBron and AD are probable for tonight. T.O.'s pitching a comeback for the Niners which is an absolute fucking joke. Don't buy the three-cent things at Walmart. You will be arrested because it's a shit show, corporation failure. Bobby Wagner won't be charged. And uh, Baker balled the fuck out. And uh, for a coach and a former player, hey, man, kudos to him and doing what he's doing. Dion's making a hell of a splash in Colorado. Already got a five-star commitment, got a hell of a staff. Denver or Boulder, Colorado, and maybe someone to look out for in the Pac-12 on the West Coast. Jeff Brom returns to his alma mater, Louisville. Purdue's now looking for a head coach. Bills pass rusher Von Miller's out for the remainder of the season. And Drake May staying in North Carolina. All that is a recap. Appreciate everybody joining me, man. I will be having a few shows up and running for the week since I won't be live, but I will be live in Dallas from the star with Sean Salisbury, plus other guests will be joining me. We will have some shows, so don't go anywhere and don't get discouraged. We will be back the week after, and then we have Christmas, obviously, so I'll give you a couple days in between next week and Christmas. I'll be back live, so make sure you become a member. Hit the like button, subscribe, and uh, hey, man. Appreciate all you guys uh, coming on in and doing what you do. So appreciate you, Jeremiah. Appreciate everybody in the like, man. And uh, hit that like button, subscribe, become a member. And like I said, I'm going to get out of here today. I got to get ready. Uh, Sean and I will be doing a last chance cue uh, tonight. We're just going to show film for about 30 minutes straight. We're going to break down some new film we have on Jeff Go- or on uh, Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins. Some newer film we just got. We got a lot of film in plus Baker Mayfield, and uh, talk that talk. And we're going to do a lot of those things tonight uh, on Last Chance Q, so stay tuned for that. And uh, and then, like I said, uh, make sure you don't go anywhere next week. I'll be on the run, but I will be popping in here and there, so make sure you stay loyal and keep pounding the like button, become a member, and uh, we'll see you the week after next um, on The Daily Show. But for now, appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll check you out. Later on, go to coachjbstore.com and get you some merch. We will have a 20% off thing going on next week. We'll announce that as well on social media. Appreciate everybody, man. Much love to you. Be safe out here in these streets. Talk to you guys when I talk to you. Peace.